Welcome back to the X Factor Open Podcast. Uh, we've kind of been hadn't hadn't been to it here lately, so uh, when we kind of get back going, I I talked to Dustin Cersei, and you know he mentioned that man, I think we're kind of missing like basically like sports reporting and guys that actually get into depth about the sport and kind of what's going on. So that's Dustin and I got talking about it. And we're like, why, why don't we just start breaking some of it down? Like we had that, the match open the other day and we've got the NFR coming up. And so we've got some, some previews and we thought we'd kind of go through the teams and what it was kind of like competing against them a little bit this summer. So Dustin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks Pace. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's been an honor and, um, the match the concept that you had the other night, I thought was awesome. Um, I guess to start off, I'll ask you a question first, but I guess till you and I have had this conversation a long time ago in the past, but I guess to everybody else kind of where, where did your concept for this come from and kind of, how did you, how'd you get all this, all this started? Yeah, man. Um, well, so yeah, there's a couple big things that I've been thinking about. Like obviously the last six months or so we moved into live streaming events and we've started right. to cover team roping and so i i'm looking at it like I, i'm a big sports fan and i watch these ropings on the live stream and it's fun to watch and there's everything and but i'd rather truthfully just watch them back on x factor with all like the slow motion runs in play and it edited down so well a, a good example i guess was the bfi i was looking at it, i was like some people told me after after I placed at the BFI, like, oh, we watched you all day. It was 12 hours long. And like, <laughs> right. can, can you believe someone paid, uh, I don't know, to go watch a roping for for 12 hours? And I'm thinking, man, that kind of sucks. Like, I was like, <laughs> and, and so I kind of, like, I know it's fun to watch all those teams, but really, if you don't know me, who wants to watch me at the BFI for 12 hours long? And right. I was like, what kind of format could we put together so that the best guys in the world could could showcase their skills like I, I and and then also the the big component to me was having commentators right. as, as opposed to an announcer so we set it up to where Ben Clements obviously announced the rope and did interviews but we had some had it structured where Drew and Farron could commentate on the runs and they had enough time to talk about the teams and give the viewers actually like what is happening instead of it like a a play-by-play after it happens like they could kind of set the the tone and like let you know and and treat it more like a like a football game or a basketball game or or a ufc fight or something like that so right that was that was pretty fun for for me to see because that's like that's one of my favorite things when i watch a football game or whatever i I do that and then i'm also watching the pregame show and i like to have them break down teams and I, i like to watch it afterwards so that that's where all these components kind of came in right there right yeah no i thought it i thought it was awesome and like i said we talked about it or you kind of brought the idea up to me i think maybe last year not even this summer but last summer but um i thought it was like i said i i thought it was something that i was curious to how it would work and now to finally see it come through and and have farron and andrew talk about it i thought that was the 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 key thing that brought it all together and um i thought it was a great idea it worked great um really cool um format as far as was it four steer i think four steers in the jackpot scenario type setup and then four steers at nfr setup and uh i think we no doubt found out who the world's best team was that night well yeah so that was the next thing and i i thought this was 
this is why we had we had Austin Robertson produce the team roping event, and right. in my opinion, he's always gonna be like a, he's a top tier producer, but at the same time, he's gonna have the cattle and it's set up to where the roping is it, it exposes the guys that are not at the top level. I mean, right. If you go to his ropings, like we do a lot around here, you know the ropings are all tough. Yep. But you got to have good horse. You got to be a really complete roper to place at his at his roping. So. I thought that that structure, the the first four steers, were more of an open barrier. Like we uh, basically we did that pre roping to mm-hmm. where we took two teams to qualify into the match, and uh, we had so we kind of got to test the barrier, see where it was at, and we actually lengthened it six inches for the match that night. Oh really? And, yeah. Okay. Well, Clay Smith got too tapped off, and, <laughs> and he was like, he still got pretty tapped off that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he. Yeah. That he's unreal so yeah uh but yeah so we got to we got to do that and then the next barrier was the, the measurements from the nfr which it, i don't know if it's going to play out just like the nfr because in that arena there um it's going to be so different than what we've seen because some years at the nfr they have small steers sometimes they have big steers and right. really that does a, a huge difference from what we've seen uh scoring cattle uh and this year it's going to be two foot longer than uh, than like the Thomas and Mac, which we've seen. Right. And so that's, and then the box is probably going to be a little bit deeper. So I got a feeling the, uh, the NFR is going to be a little bit more like the American or something that we've seen yeah. on TV. And so, but that was kind of a, a preview for what we had, but the steers were dang sure strong. And man, yeah. like that, that was probably the, the coolest part about the matches. I thought the headers did good, but there was some healing going on. Like yeah. there was three or four guys that were lighting them up. And, and there were guys like, like Billy Jack, I thought healed amazing. Uh, Hunter Cook, I know, I know he missed one, but man, he was he was firing at him. And then Logan Medlin, I thought Logan Medlin did did yeah. work. So I thought so too. Um, the one thing you said a second ago that kind of resonated with me was uh, when you talk about Austin's ropings and how he put it on. I think he's no doubt one of the very best producers out there. But when you go to one of Austin's ropings, you know that you have to be well-rounded as a as a roper you have to have a good horse whether that's heading or healing and because it's it's going to be a tough roping but yeah the 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 steers were very strong and i thought it made for good for good watching over there at the match and uh yeah it was uh, logan i thought he healed amazing as well and uh it's kind of interesting to see a little bit of a preview of what we might see in arlington at globe life field you know, we seen it the other night with the match, and I think it it's something that uh, these guys might take a, and watch the runs, break it down, tweak a little bit on what they're going to do, and and uh, go from there. But I think it gets them a feel, and I think it's darn sure an advantage for them too. Yeah, absolutely. So, from my opinion, I thought the eighth steer, like the whole goal with it was we we wanted to call it the the world's best team. Like after eight steers, two different setups, you knew. Who, like I felt like. This structure going into it would show us who the best team in the world was, and and I think I mean you tell me what your thoughts are, but I felt like we we'd learned who what we I think we all knew right. But if you're not in this area knocking heads with them, you're like oh yeah. Well, I think it was without a doubt, you know, the, the, those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Clay and Jade they dominated the whole time. Uh, I I think what I thought was interesting real quick before we we talk about those guys was that you ran it to where the slowest team went first to the fastest team every round and I thought that was a really cool idea and I really like that because it if you're winning the roping you shouldn't have to go first necessarily 
And I know like normal jackpots, we can't always do that because there's so many teams and to go through there and sort through them and you're going to have a different order every time you rope. But with this format, with what did you have, 16 teams, I believe? Yeah, 16. And so you could go through there and the, and the fastest team could rope last every round. And I think every round but maybe the f- first round, Clay and Jade were the last team to go. Yeah. And I thought that was – that's when you know they they dominated that night, I thought. And in this day and age too, I mean, we all know how tough open ropings are and there's so many guys that can rope good at the highest level these days. To dominate now is so much harder than it was I would say five years ago. Yeah. And and I thought that night Clay Smith and Jade Corkle absolutely dominated the roping from start to finish and left no doubt in anybody's mind who the world's best team was that night. Yeah, I think what made those guys so special was, I mean, you watched it in the pre-roping. They, Clay, Clay won second, third in the pre-roping. And, yep. obvious, and it was a four-header, which that was probably a mess up on my, my part is we should have had the pre-roping being a five-steer average, and that would have helped make it just a little bit where it's, you don't have to draw that best year because <laughs> right. it, it gets so dang tough. But even like that, he went second and third there. Then Jaden, they match up match up their horses too. Yep. So the first four steers, uh, they each rode uh, two different horses to the next four steers. Right. And the fact that their horse strings that deep, that you know they don't just have that one go too. That these guys like Clay Smith can call on a few horses, and it, it his heading doesn't even drop off. No, I mean, he can almost, he can step on the gas pedal and go faster on more horses than anybody right now, I think. And I think that's what sets him apart as, I mean, people might disagree or argue with me, but I think he's the best header in the world right now. And I think that's a big reason why. I mean, I think he rode the Sorrel in the first four rounds, and then he got on Marty and the NFR setup, and... You know, they they were kind of going at him a couple times in the NFR setup, making sure they stayed in the lead. And then, you know, last year comes, and all of a sudden we just got to go B8. And it's like, well, how hard is that to do whenever you're you're wired yourself the last three runs to try to st- get at, get a good start and try to be four to now, oh, well, all I got to do is just go catch and be eight. And Marty just blew all the way to the cow. I mean, he roped him. Jade come around there and, and healed him just like he does all the time. So, um, but yeah, I think the, the horsepower and the way they, I think Jade might have rode uh, Huey the Sorrel in the first four rounds. Yeah, and then he got so. on the on the gray, which I thought was interesting because I thought maybe, uh, you know, you see him around here, he rides the gray at all the jackpots. And that, that I think that gray is the one that Champ had for a while. And, uh, you know, he, he rides that horse at all the jackpots, but then he rode him at the NFR setup that night. And, you know, when I've talked to him, he's kind of talked like it would might be either Huey or maybe even Caveman at the finals this year. But um, so for him to kind of flip-flop on that deal uh, surprised me a little bit. But with that guy, man, it doesn't matter. He He's a machine. He never misses. Right. Well, I think one thing about that, uh, he said people might argue with you on Clay Smith being the best header. Well, if they argue, they're wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's the best header and. I think what makes him so special is he's got every play in the book. Not only does he score and can reach really good, yeah, but he's the first guy that like he reminds me of Trevor how he rides his horses. Like right. he's got it's like absolute control of his horse's feet. So I, I like watch 
like Charlie Crawford was a good one to watch. I thought he headed so good. He missed one steer at the match, but other than that, like if he doesn't miss that steer, and yeah. like round six or seven, I think they Charlie were second, has a chance. Yeah, right there in the later rounds until he 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 missed that steer. But yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and and I think Charlie's like he he's elite when it comes to riding horses. How yeah. he sets him up, like, and you could see it. Like Logan, obviously heals great, and his horse is great. But it was pretty easy for Logan to set that first hop shot up so well, and I think that's what is so unique about Clay Smith is he he can handle steers like Charlie Crawford can handle steers, right? And then he can reach as good as anyone else, yeah, yeah. And then his catch percentage is through the roof, so it's like, right? It, it, it's it's basically what you've seen, and that and that was what we wanted out of the matches. We we wanted to walk out either with it being dramatic at the end or domination. And, right. and it was and any and if anyone does want to argue well they set up the nfr deal last night for charlie's roping he, he did yeah. a great job with the benefit roping <laughs> right, uh, yeah. for for all for military and man, yeah that he, was awesome yeah, what, what he did yeah, what he did for the veterans there was awesome but uh they won that roping yeah <laughs> so yeah they're two for two headed into yes. into arlington so they're like uh i mean i don't know they they caught 12 in a row that day and then was that one a five steer Last night, yeah, yes, yeah, it's so five steer. They're at seventeen straight up, yeah. You know, going into the next and, wherever they go, and you're talking live runs like this isn't practice pin, no barrier, just yeah. got to catch. This is live runs behind a barrier, on strong steers against the best guys in the world, and they still, I mean, that it. I haven't seen a team since maybe Clay Trine and Jade back in like 2013, 14, 15 in their heyday yep. dominate like Clay Smith and Jade Corkle has dominated in the last, I'd say, month. Um, I think they won second at the 10 header the other day at uh, the Capitalist. Yeah. I, I think they did. <laughs> I, I didn't even look and at so, those. I know we live streamed it, but I, right, <laughs> yeah. we're just yeah. trying to pick up the pieces so on a lot of things. So you talk about their, their – I mean, they're kind of what they're, they've done just in the last month. And it's pretty darn impressive when you start looking at it. I mean, because we we both compete at the same level, but we we know firsthand how hard it is to, to do what they've done in the last month. And it's, it is awfully impressive. Yeah, no. And I think the other thing that's getting pretty fun, like this match, what, to, what I noticed about this, was it was the first time in a roping you really got to see how teams chemistry worked like just back to back to back yeah. so that that was the other thing we wanted to accomplish where it was only 16 teams you got to watch these guys rope a lot right. so we basically we took the one percent which uh, i know that there were some teams that made the nfr this year that were not in the match but that was all fan voted so how we invited teams was we let the x-factor members vote on them which we're going to keep doing um, I think we're gonna everyone that plays at this last match will get in, right? And then we'll vote. We'll vote on teams moving forward, and then I think we'll have a bigger qualifier in, probably to take five. Yeah. But uh, you know, we'll keep tweaking on it. But the big thing is we put the one percent of the guys in the field, right? And you can make an argument some guys should have been there, like I, I mean, Britton Hall and Chase Tryon, and some guys like that. That I'm like, man, how do you, how do you do this without them? But right, it was so big. But then it, they also had a chance to come qualify that day too. Yep. So. You know, at the end of the day, if you weren't invited, it was still on you that you didn't get in. Yeah, I so, agree. Um, I think, yeah, it sucks that you didn't, you know, some of the NFR guys didn't get to get in. But at the same time, you know, they, I don't know if they did or not, but they could have went and put their money up and, and tried to qualify just like everybody else did. Right. So. 
Well, and, and to kind of mix this with the NFR, like I, I know we're going to break some teams going to the going to the finals down and just kind of what we've seen all year, but to the second place team was Andrew Ward and Buddy. Yep. And Buddy's obviously a coach with X Factor and he's involved a lot. We do a lot of video shoots with him, but like what what I had wrote down for from my perspective of Buddy Hawkins' healing was he has the high like one of the highest IQs I've ever seen with his shot selection. Yeah. Like rodeoing, like everywhere. He he doesn't he hardly ever messes up. In fact, I think he told me yesterday the last year he's missed at a rodeo was in the beginning of August. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean so, that's that's unheard of, dang near. And, and and but that's what was fun about it was I know that Jaden Clay, they they kinda got to the front of that roping, but Andrew what I believe with Andrews, I think he's top five header. Like, yeah. The the only he thing proved it this year, I think he was. I mean, well, I guess like he ended up sixth this year. But right. I mean, but they did it the hard way to me. Yeah. Like, if this year rodeoing was was this was the hardest year ever to make the NFR, and they were no a team doubt. that didn't hit really in the winter. I believe they didn't have a lot of money won going into it, and those guys like, I don't know at what point, but it was like. They caught every steer towards the end of the year. I I know that the PRCA has their like catch percentages on there, and theirs isn't yeah. as high as I like I thought it should have been. But they, uh, what was their catch percentage? You got that? It was seventy one percent. That's pretty impressive. So, but their average time was six point three, which is which is which sounds slow because you're like, well, six three doesn't place it hardly anywhere anymore. Right. But by the time you add in a barrier and a leg somewhere. And legs and all this kind of or you know penalties in there too, um, six because like if you go down through here like Dustin and Travis like their average time was seven three and they're right. probably one of the fastest teams going. They're maybe maybe uh, the fastest yeah. team going. So um, six three and a seventy one percent catch uh, catch percentage means that they catch a lot of steers and a lot of steers clean because uh, I mean that doing it rodeo and that's that's impressive yep especially this day and age because like like you talked about this year was the hardest year to make the nfr no doubt that was that's the case because everywhere you showed up nobody's ever been to sydney iowa well now there's 110 teams entered in sydney iowa and the barrier was even and you had to be four flat to win first right and you know we've seen one of the best runs maybe all year that chad and wesley just i mean mucked it out of one at Sydney this year, and so everywhere you everywhere you showed up, it was against everybody, and you couldn't, you know, hey, I'm gonna go to the Northwest uh, and stay in the Northwest and in over the Fourth of July, or you know, everybody was everywhere this year because of what we dealt with yeah, with the rodeo. We'll just and so I'll give kind of a story about this, and this is when it really jumped out to me was a ton of rodeos canceled this year, so. Instead of the rodeos having 30 to 50 teams at some, and then the big rodeos obviously have 80 to 100 teams. Right. But there'd be like some Helena Montanas that have 5,000 added that's one of my favorite rodeos to go to. But a lot of guys might not be going to it, just how they're working their schedule. Right. And so you can kind of go up there and win two, 3,000 with good runs. And uh, and it seems like that's where you can kind of just be a little bit spread out. And uh, like us at Sydney, Iowa this year, right? I, I yeah. there was 60 teams in that slack. There's 100 yeah. teams in the rodeo, and we're probably 30th to 40th out or so, um, maybe 50th out. Yeah. 
We, 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 we had were, a rerun. We, yeah, I we were, remember that. Okay, so we were past half. So if right. whatever, if there's 80 to 90 teams in the rodeo, we we're past halfway. And when we made our run over there, uh, I was like, man, it was. It felt like on a normal year, it was top three places. Like I think yeah. we were. I don't remember how fast we were. Like five flat or five four flat or eight or, or five, yeah. yeah, something. But it, it when we made the run, I'm like. On when I face, you normally know like you've watched a lot of guys rope. You're like, oh, that's top four check, top three check. Yeah. And I think we were winning third. I think yeah, third, third, or fourth maybe. Third or fourth when we left and felt really good about it. Yeah. And there's ten teams to go, and we got bumped four times in ten teams, and they told us that another guy roped a leg and another guy like misses dallies or else we might not yeah. have won hardly anything. And so, like that run normally should have got paid. 2500 3500 yeah at least yeah and we get a thousand dollars yeah and, and that's what everyone <laughs> dealt with all year long yeah and so that's exactly. what i'm saying with andrew and buddy to like they did it the hard way yep and that guy man he he's like i'm i'm saying he's top five header the only thing that's really missing in his game is like a deep string of head horses yeah and as soon as he has that you you know and so I, that's that's been one thing that i thought was so cool with the match is like you're seeing like you, and you're going to see it at the NFR. It's going to be a coming out party. Like That's probably one of my picks for the teams that I think has a, a really, really good chance to win win at that rodeo and win a world title. It's funny you say that because whenever we talked about doing this, I kind of wrote down just a little bit of info about guys. And I've known Andrew forever. I mean, we're both we're both Okies. Yeah. And, uh, and so Andrew Ward, I will say, has been the best-kept secret in the PRC for – probably the last five or six years because this guy has headed so good for so long and nobody knew about him you know the first year him and reagan really cracked out they i think they dang near made the finals yeah and everybody was like golly this andrew he heads amazing and i'm like guys he's headed like that since we were in high school i mean like he is just roped so good for so long and when he finally decided to to go i mean he's he's dang near had a chance to make the finals every year yeah and it's funny you say that about them having a really good chance because I wrote down NFR setup will fit Andrew. Right. To, I mean, he likes to be aggressive. He can reach. Um, he usually scores good. And, and what is interesting about Andrew is, like, a lot of times when you watch the headers, like, he'll go a little bit before some guys, but he's got such a good ability to float through there. And then, like, he just pings a barrier almost every time it seems like. And, you know, last year in Arizona and Vegas at the jackpots, uh, you know, right before the NFR in the fall, I mean, he, he was a – he was – him and Dustin Igasquiza was the best headers there, hands down, yep. because, taking the NFR guys out of it. And it was like, hey, if you don't have one of those two guys, you're behind in the rope and on steer one. Right. And <clears throat> so I think – Andrew and Buddy, and obviously Buddy Hill's so good. What I, <laughs> I wrote down winner and knows how to win, and I feel like that that probably describes Buddy pretty well. I mean, he he knows when to catch, he knows when to go ahead and be aggressive, and he hardly doesn't make a mistake ever. It seems like whenever you watch Buddy, it just it's two feet every time, and yeah. it's kind of the it's not the flashy way, it's not the the most maybe entertaining way to watch it but man alive does he heal awesome yeah well i think that's that's exactly right and the team chemistry is 
perfect. I, I think yes. that's that's the thing is they got a header that catches a ton of steers that goes really fast right. with a healer that knows how to stop the clock. Right. Or I think Buddy has a ton of feel for the run too. You'll see him if he if he needs to like the last steer in the match. I know he ripped a leg on, but it's like the steer kind of stepped left and it was just a little bit hard and he kind of kicks through there and takes a real high percentage shot and it's you know they just he knows how to win right and 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 i think that's what's so fun about buddy because when you get in those fast rodeos he'll still get them really fast yeah but he just does what he needs to do to win and he doesn't do any more or any less and i and that's what man i think that's what makes him so special And, and and even to go that with the match like put watching teams put it together like i thought charlie and logan was another really good one to watch uh, like once again i i couldn't be any more proud of charlie like I, I don't know how we'll do everything for the next match but i imagine charlie's gonna get a spot no matter what just yeah. because people well, love charlie well and man what i don't think anyone knew this but he was doing that veterans clinic for those two days before all this yeah and putting all this together i know he's kind of announced his retirement from rodeo right and you're thinking dude this guy's running on e like we're, we're yeah. in between <laughs> ropings like yeah we, uh i don't know exactly what the situation was but in between our pre-roping and the match roping we're kind of moving around setting stuff up and nikki my wife goes and looks in the office and charlie's just passed out with his hand on his head <laughs> like like he just in a chair like you just know he's that spent. he yeah he had not like he was wore out yeah and then for him to rope like he did at that match like it was unreal and and what i thought was so cool about it was the jackpot setup, obviously, the steers were strong, and it fit Charlie's game perfectly. Yeah, to the T. Yeah, and had Logan healing them fast. But then also, when when it went fast, uh, back to that NFR start, they were short four a few times. Yeah. Like, their run in Vegas is going to work. Yeah. And, and they're one of those teams that, man, if they if they get tapped off and that, that run works, it's going to be it's gonna be a simple run, too. Like, they might right. not win a lot of firsts in the go-rounds, but I see them putting together, like, that 3-9 to 4-8 run a lot. Like, if the steer's perfect, they'll probably be that, that long yeah. three. But it, it to me, what their run could look like was was Cody Snow's and Wesley's at the NFR last yeah, year. exactly. Like, a lot yeah. of one-coil shots out of the header, and then Wesley was just teeing off on them. And and Cody and Wesley, I believe, had the fastest run of the NFR last year. Right. Yeah. And, and, while and they still were, won the average. And while they're in the average. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that's, like, that's what we could see essentially out of Charlie and Logan moving forward is, and obviously that heel horse uh, is really really special and and the head horse obviously is Charlie has special horses and I believe he's got two or three that that are as good as anybody's out there. I think that I mean. He's another guy, Charlie, I think, that can step off one and ride onto the other and never miss a beat, you know, and still continue to to mash on the gas and hit the start and everything stays the same. And I think that's that's what makes the healers successful is, you know, like we talked about Clay Smith earlier, he gets on one horse to another, Charlie's the same way. And you could go down the list. Most of them are that way too. But whenever their healer goes – and reads the turn they know that they're going to go to the same spot no matter what horse they're on because it's always going to be the same and i think that's such a big advantage to to healing behind charlie and clay smith and chad you know he's another guy that does it really good too um is is man they can just read the turn so good and and logan he does a good job but he stays 
keeps good spacing. I mean, he rides a turn really, really well. And obviously that hill horse is great. One horse of the year this year and um, and also finishes the run. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a big thing too. So what I think, this is really fun. Uh, when we did the podcast, when we did that podcast with Joseph a while back, he was talking about f- his first year of rodeo with Charlie. And he's like, man, I was trying to do this and I was trying to catch and and basically what I got out of it was he's like, Charlie's like, hey, I'm going to set him up like this. I want you to run around the end of it and heal like you want to do it. Right. And I think that's one thing that Charlie, where he, like a lot of guys are extremely ropey. Like you see Dustin and Caleb. And I mean, a lot of these young guys can just bomb away and, and they ride their horses good. But like Charlie, his deal is he rides his horse first. Right. And you might see him go an extra stride down the arena and still be just as fast and that's like how he wins because he's got a healer and i think he makes those guys comfortable like he's picked out a healer that likes to throw fast yeah. on a good horse like yeah i mean it was ryan moats i think was right i know yeah. ryan made the nfr one time before charlie right something like that but yeah well, once then, or twice maybe but those guys run was about like that and then right. joseph man that that run that charlie and joseph had like, it fit yeah and i mean joseph's got i mean we could make the argument but i'm gonna say it's pretty safe to say the deepest string of heel horses uh, oh, i've uh, ever seen no doubt yeah. i mean that anybody's ever seen ever yeah like maybe since jade owned yeah switchblade jackal caveman and ice cube all at the same time nobody's yeah. ever done that but barring that yeah i think he's got he's got the deepest string and, and then you see it, he does it again with Logan, where Logan had healed good at the rodeos for a few years, and he'd been really close. And then all of a sudden, and, and even like Charlie, you're like, you, you, the team's just not like super flashy, but then they're like, they're winning, and they're yeah. winning at the tough rodeos. And I, yeah. and I think that's what's so cool about that team. That, yeah, that team d- did well and roped their rear ends off, I mean, from January all the way to the end. And... You know, there's a lot of times, obviously, you know, we've rodeoed the last couple of years and, you know, there's times where weeks it's awesome and then there's weeks it's not good at all. But it seemed like every time you saw those guys at the slack or the perf somewhere, they were making a good run. They might not win first, but they would make a clean run and they would be competitive where they were at in the arena as far as th- their time. And so um, they're a team that was, I thought, was maybe one of the most consistent teams all year long. And you know, like I think that that goes back to how their run sets up. You know, Charlie rides his horse good, makes their run out a little more out in the middle of the arena, and lets Logan just run around there and and tee off on him. Yep. So what about this? Because uh, we had Chad roped with Joseph at the match, and we've seen the new team, which Caleb and Wesley are mm-hmm. roping together next year at the rodeos, and we kind of yep. we've seen those guys start to jackpot together. But what I'm kind of curious about is this Luke Brown. Like, I, I think Luke, man, he might be the, him and Caleb right now are the two guys. They're like, how do they not have a world title? Yeah. You know? And, exactly. And Luke's obviously got a great chance going in either first or second this year. I'm not, not sure exactly where he's at. First. Yeah. He's first. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Luke's going to rope with Joseph. And so what I think is going to be fun is, you know, Luke has his biggest I think when he has gotten the hottest has been behind, like I, I think with Jake Long and Colonel, which obviously Colonel's got to go down as one of the all-time heel horses. That right. horse is probably a, maybe even a top five heel horse ever. Yeah, I think he's won it 
as the only horse that's won more Hill Horse of the Year titles is maybe Diesel, right? I think. Yeah. So in all time, so you're looking at, I mean, no doubt one of the best ones that's ever ever lived. Right. So we got Luke, man, who's obviously has every shot, and in probably no one works at roping harder than Luke Brown. I mean, they might maybe if they started today and they run two hundred steers a day, but you're gonna probably have to run two hundred to beat his hundred and fifty yeah. that he's running every day. Um, rain, snow, or shine, and that guy, he's hes just a grinder. But what I think is going to be fun is, we you know, Luke and Joseph don't really jackpot together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I've, I, in fact, I haven't even seen them rope together outside of the American. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. And and now we're going to put Joseph, is he going to ride street? I would bet so. I, I, that, I haven't really asked him just straight up, but, um, man, when the chips are down, I think he'll ride street. Yeah. So we got Joseph, and, and this is going to be kind of fun for, for people. Like, I, I don't know if a, a lot of people know it, but your heel horse, Rio, yep, come from Joseph. Yes, sir. Yep, he did. And a lot of people think that heel horse is one of the better ones around Rio. And, and I think the reason is, is he has so much foot speed. Like, I, I mean, I'll give a good example. We went to Salinas last year, and... Dustin tells me his horse is pretty fast, and I'm like, I'm riding the one that I've <laughs> I placed on at the BFI, and I'm like, man, like I'm all I told him is we'll see, like, yeah, like, you know, because it's we're Salinas, both in the head box, yeah, so. we're both at the head box, yeah, and and usually Salinas is not a good idea if you're healing if you try to go before your header, you know, you try to just leave after your header, and I thought for sure I was just gonna dust your ass, like I, dude, <laughs> and and I remember running the steers and your horse like. That horse I'm riding is one of the fastest horses ever that I've ever rode. Yeah. And yours was not behind ever at all. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I was still blown away at how fast I, your horse I roped run. a leg, I think, on the second one at Salinas. Yeah. And I, it felt like we just made a good, like, it felt like just the run happened normal, like we we're just at a jackpot. And then I watched it on video and I threw on the first hop. Right. And I don't think anybody else threw on the first hop that day. So, yeah, yeah it he, Joseph, he, he he's the best horseman I've ever seen with a hill horse. I, I agree. And, you know, he started mine. I bought him when he was five years old, and uh, he had maybe been to one jackpot. But um, I think – Well, I mean, yeah. so this is what this is what I want to know. So you've got this hill horse, which I think is probably a top five hill horse going. And uh, and then you got him from Joseph. It's mm-hmm. like the bay he rode at the match open. Um, yep. You you rode that horse, right? Yeah, that horse came from uh, Miles Baker, and uh, I was helping Miles ride some horses this last winter, and he still had that horse, and uh, I rode him a handful of times up there, and that's a that's a really nice horse too, and and. Uh, he rode him, I think, on the first two, and then switched, and then maybe got back on him at the match open. But yeah, that's that's a really nice horse. He's a little bit green, but um, it looks like Joseph has done obviously an amazing job with him, and that horse will be somebody's A team if if Joseph decides to ever part with him. So, with Joseph's horses, uh, what makes them so special? Like, what what do you think it is about? Is it because I mean when I see it I'm like foot speed and and obviously they have a huge finish but I I don't really 
like I, I've, I feel like I got a good little hill horse at the house, man. And, yeah. and I don't think he's anything like what, <laughs> what you guys are riding. And, and I really do. I think mine is like, has an, a, a lot of foot speed is one of yeah. the faster, smaller horses that I've rode. Yeah. And then I, like you healed some on me one day and you're like, Oh yeah, he feels all right. And I'm like, well, so he doesn't, he doesn't feel like Rio or, you know, yeah. one of Joseph's. So when you're riding those heel horses or you see that like out of, out of Joseph's, what, what's the difference in like your bay, his bay, obviously street, which I, I think the fact that he hasn't won heel horse of the year is pretty amazing to me, but I don't know. Yeah. I think the only reason I guess to answer that, I think the only reason he hasn't is because he has so many. I mean, he can ride street at one rodeo and then he can ride the the sorrel merit another rodeo and then he can ride the other little sorrel gildan with the blaze face i think he calls him wiley i mean that's another great horse and then he's got the bay horse that he just got um that's really really nice and then i think he bought the the gray horse that lane siggins used to ride i mean so you're going down there and he's got five horses that could legitimately be anybody's horse at the nfr i mean yeah or maybe even win hill horse of the year right yeah and so i think the only reason he hasn't is because he's got so many that he can ride that he doesn't have to depend on like somebody asked me last night does logan medlin have another horse and everybody's like well yeah i see i mean i see him on a couple other horses at some jackpots around here but he rides that horse when the chips are down every time and i think that's the reason maybe why but it's it's amazing to me that he hasn't won it but i guess to answer your question what sets his horses apart i think are he he rides so well and those horses are so broke and every horse that i i mean i my best two horses come from joseph and i've had a couple other ones that i've, that I've sold or whatever that's come from joseph and every one of them that i rode were broke and they knew their job and they knew what to do and he he never puts him in a bad spot he never he never just you know gets on to him or anything like that i've never seen him get onto a horse that i mean he might fix something or correct something but he never like oh, i miss i'll take it out of my horse and you know my horse messed me up or whatever that you see a lot of people do and i think they're just they're so broke and then they they have a lot of foot speed they have a ton of feel and that's the one thing that i've noticed whenever i go try a horse from joseph is this horse has more feel right now than than i've ever rode one and he's he has he he has the ability to put so many buttons and so many different things into a horse that no matter the situation that horse can adapt and overcome and help you catch so when you say feel like this is what i get out of that feel means they they can adjust to the cow so if you got a steer that runs left for example they they can run even harder down the arena and get and keep and hold that position right or if a steer runs right they can either haze or if they have to get further down the arena because you have less spacing in between the turn that horse has those buttons that they they have enough foot speed that they can get get there but they're also like they're broke to the point where there, there. You see, like some healers, especially low number healers. Like I feel like a lot of six healers get in this spot where they get that, like that cutter or something like that. This yeah. guy, and they get them in that like half C, and their hips are traveling one way, and their shoulders right. traveling another, and then yeah. like they, and Joseph's like they've got all those moves, but they're still they they still travel to the cow with great momentum, and they can make all those those turns where like their shoulders and their hips move correctly. And I think that's, is that what you mean? Like, is that feel to you? Yeah. Feel, I think maybe the best way to 
to describe it would be like, and I didn't learn this until later on. Like I was probably 20 years old when I finally learned this, but like feel is to me is when their hips, their shoulders, their ribs, and their kind of their withers are all in a direct line. Now, some people like their heel horses with their head cocked over to the left, out of their way. Like, if you watch Patrick, all his horses travel with their head to the left. Uh, but their their main body parts behind their, their head, you know, their shoulders, their ribs, their hips especially, are all in a line. So whenever they go to stop, they can drag their butt, and when he sticks it on the horn, they are strong. And, I mean, they will rip the cow too. And that helps finish the run. I think that's something that doesn't get everybody gets caught up in the slide because that's the cool looking part of a hill horse. But I think what's more important than how much they slide or how hard they stop necessarily is how well they finish the run. You know, if if Joseph's horses, that saddle horn is always up because their shoulders are up. So when he sticks it on the horn, you don't ever see Joseph slide any rope because that horse's butt is underneath him and he takes the hit on his hind end rather than, you know, his shoulders go down, he takes a hit and that causes your rope to run a lot of times. So, uh, but that's kind of the feel part that I, I've felt whenever I've either rode a horse trying it or, or bought, you know, a handful of horses from him. So, and I think that's, what's going to make Luke and, and you've watched it with Chad when he ropes with Joseph yep. and you've watched it with all those headers. They almost have a little more, like it, they get a couple, they're like two or three tenths faster sometimes. Yeah, and and then Joseph, man, he throws fast, so that's the as other fast thing. as anybody. Yeah, he he wants to he wants to whoop it down there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and so I think that's where it's like, the he Joseph is going to take more risks than most healers. Like he's he's kind of that guy, and so but then we're combining like Chad, where I feel like Chad is going to catch steers and turn a ton of steers. And Chad's gonna play into his horses really well. He's Chad's obviously all time header, one of the, one of the very best to ever yeah. do it. And he kind of is gonna know what to win. And so when you watch Chad and Joseph's run, it's really fun. And and that's why I thought like last year, I I was kind of sad that they didn't rope again because I, right. I thought, man, they they almost they almost got had the, some unfinished business. Yeah, they let like, one maybe slip away from him right there at the end last year. Yeah, and and I wonder like this year with Luke, um, because. Luke goes. He, I think he's a little bit more aggressive, just by nature. Yeah, Luke than, uses his rope a little bit more than maybe Chad does or Charlie did uh, yeah. when Joseph roped with them. So, um, it's a team that, uh, you know, Luke's won the average three times. And I sat there. I looked him up last night. He's made Denifar thirteen times. And he's won the average three times. And so you look at it and you're like, okay, you know, you went somewhere thirteen times and you won it three times. Okay, no big deal. But then when you really step back and look at that, it's like, man, there's a lot of guys that, you know, have went through here, like TG been, been in the NFR 12 times since won the average once. And when you think of a guy that can catch a lot of steers, Travis Graves is probably maybe one of the first guys you would think of. And, you know, Luke's won the average three times. That's, that's impressive. But then you, you go and look and he's won the American this year. They won Burwell on Muleys this year. So he's a guy that can rope in any setup, doesn't matter. And I think their run will be something that we the other guys maybe need to look out for because when they catch, it's going to be for top two, top three, I think. Yeah, and I think both those guys are like 
they're at that spot in their lives where gold buckles are of the highest priority. I mean, I'm yeah. starting, I, I get that feel like you watch Junior Nagara, like he, he's probably not going to be happy when he comes. Caleb was the same way. They split up because they weren't winning world titles. Right. Yeah. And where like some teams are like just trying to make the NFR. Yeah. They're trying to win world titles. And right. I think Luke and Joseph are going to be one of those teams where it's, they're going to rope a, the rodeo to win the world. And I think that's that's what's going to be fun. And, and I think, I mean, my feeling on how they're going to play it is I think they're going to be one of the teams that gets out in front early. Like, they're going to be after the kind of the go-arounds a little bit. Like, you'll see some headers who are, like, that are just going to be probably a more aggressive type of header. Mm-hmm. And I think Luke's going to be just off that shot. Like, it's not going to be wild, but it's going to be, like, day money right. type of deal. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I think that, that that's what's going to be so special about watching that team. Um, I, I think that Luke, man, he deserves a world title, and I, and, I, yeah. and he knows that. Oh, yeah. And so I think that that's the big thing is he's he's going to kind of rope, rope for that. But uh, this is where I'm really interested with, like, you watched Cody Snow and Junior's run at the the um, the match open the other day. Mm-hmm. And those guys, man, it, I know that Junior kind of got a few legs and, and things like that, but this Cody Snow is a gamer. Like, man, it, name, th- name three headers better than Cody Snow. I can only name one. You can't. I mean, <laughs> the guy is just, he's unreal. And, like, I think every year you think, man, how can Cody Snow get better? And... I, I don't know. Like, I mean, other than him having a gold buckle to his name, that's about the only thing that he he could still accomplish and get and do. But um what I think what I see at, at Snow is two things that ca- that stand out to me. He rides great horses. He's another guy that can, you know, I think Annie is the buck the buckskin mare and then he's got the the brown or the dark bay or whatever he's called or whatever color that horse is, but um those two horses he can go from either one and go all the way in and catch if he needs to or he can hit the barrier and let it fly like anybody else and the other thing that i've seen lately cody snow his head his head loops hit and they are like tight fit every time i mean there is not much slack in it and they hit the horns and it's tight and and he's headed out with them but still has the ability to control the steer through the turn let Junior have a clean look at him. And, I mean, it seems like they have just made great runs after great runs all year long this year since they started open. Well, man, it was like it, – it was weird to me. You watch it, you're – the last few years are open. Clay Smith and Caleb Driggers have been the two guys heading. Yeah. And then there, there's a few others that are right there, but those two guys were just on fire, winning the most. And then – seem about like this time last year maybe and i could be wrong but maybe a little earlier until you're like man this cody snow and wesley have been have been winning but yeah. they didn't have a great summer like ready right. on they yeah. they just kind of they made the finals but they like they they wrote great in the winter and then jackpot and he's roping good but then all of a sudden that it just seemed like that nfr performance like he it kind of seemed over the top it seemed like you know yeah. kind of i don't know if it gave him the confidence that you know, he was a world champion caliber header. I'm sure he's known that for a long time, knowing Snow. But um, you look at, like, their catch percentage was one of the highest this year at 74%. That's, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, catching, that's that's three quarters of the steers. 
that's very few mistakes throughout an entire year. Well, and man, there's just really like he there's nothing he can't do. But I, I think what makes him so so special is he's got great horses. But the thing about him, I don't think he's he's not one of those guys that goes out and buys a lot of horses. Like you right. see, headers, he makes up all of them himself. Yeah. Like I, I was talking to him the other day, I was getting his fees for the the match open and getting a thousand. He's like, well, hey man. What if uh, what if we go to the Stephenville sale and we'll go buy a couple horses with that thousand and <laughs> make some more money? Yeah, and, and you know, and, and obviously, but that like that's what he's doing. He's he rides them all day long. He he rides horses great, and he's got great feel for his head horses. But he has made them, and and that what's like, a, I think what's impressive about Snow too is he's what twenty four. Yeah, he's not. Maybe. Pale. I mean, he's he's young, and and to already have made both of his head horses at such a young age that's something that i think horsemanship almost comes with maturity a little bit or else in my case i know it did obviously the older i get the more i know about how to ride a horse and everything but for him to know all this and be able to put all of it together at such a young age i mean cody snow is going to be a guy to to uh, be a force to be reckoned with for a long time yeah i mean so what we were doing we we basically had like scouting reports on everyone for the for the match open and, and it's funny that your notes mine mine exactly are that i was like i mean he's come up through the ranks so fast like right. this is exactly what i had for it i was like he's come up through the ranks so fast there's no shot he can't do yep. has absolute control of the steer looks like you can read the cow to heel behind every time yeah uh top three header that was that was what i had him as yeah and it's and and really if you you get once again you guys can argue with me but you're wrong <laughs> but i mean at least i don't know that's my experience when i watch him yeah it's just been impressive because i i mean i remember rodeo on as he was turning 18 and watching him rope and thinking man he's got a lot of game right and in and you could see it like he wasn't real confident and a few things like that when he's 16 17 to 18 years old and man the more and more he he got here in stephenville and like it's it's been unreal to see how fast he's progressed. I don't think I don't think we've ever seen a header this well rounded at that age. No. I, I mean, mean Clay Smith was really close or I but mean I think I he was a little bit older. I mean I don't Snow even know how was nineteen, I think nineteen or twenty when he made the finals his first year. I mean yeah. he started rodeoing uh and his when he turned eighteen and I think one rookie his first year and then turned right around the next year and made it with Duke and Killian. That's like in, in team roping, you know, you see a lot of guys in other events that make it their first time or, or it doesn't take them very long, but in team roping, it seems like, you know, Luke Brown's not no spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you're old Luke, but he's, he's a guy that's been around a long time and will be, will still be around as long as he wants, you know? And for, so for a guy like Cody to come in and just be, a top three header in the world at such a young age is is really really impressive to me right what you think about juniors healing <laughs> i mean <laughs> he does it his own way but he is i wrote down on junior i mean been in the fr seven times won the all around one year uh top three healer is what i wrote down i yeah. mean you can't name three healers better than junior and on any given day you can make the case that junior is the best healer in the world yeah i mean so like i, I don't think it's as clear cut with the healers like maybe um, not um i think there's a few guys that are just so elite like i think jade has just mastered the craft like i mean yeah 
if you want to say Clay Coop's a better all-time healer, you can. And there's a few guys that might make that list. But Jade yeah. is unreal and what he has done. And, and But to watch Junior right now, like this is what is amazing to me is you've seen healers like that come on the scene that they're they're almost like wild like they run around the end of it get by cattle and and you see them like they miss steers because of it and right. they lose as much money as they win and right. they they can kind of like they can stay going but they're never never a top three or four guy consistently at the at the end of the year and junior. Is this, this is like wow factor. Like he just, it does not matter what his horse or the steer does. Yeah. He can still heal him and then heal him good with like a big finish and in yeah. like in time. And that like, it's weird. It's like it's almost like if we're watching basketball, it's like a Steph Curry guy that's like pulling up from thirty feet and right. it's just. Well, and what I think is is unique is, I mean, how close are we to talking about Junior being a three time? world champion healer yeah. yeah i mean i think it was two years ago maybe in 18 that he healed one in the 10th round falling down one of the best hill shots i've ever seen in my life well and and just so happens to barely miss one of the gold buckle so i mean we're so close to being and you know junior has three gold buckles at the age of i think he's 29 or maybe 30 I and mean, he's pretty young still and you're talking about he could have one of the best resumes ever. Yeah. Um, so well, I think he's he's a guy that just is so ropey and so talented. I mean, to the extreme point. And, you know, is he going to ride green card this year? Or is he might, he might ride, I think he calls him Timon, uh, the, the roan horse, which I think fits him really well. That yeah. horse seems to be, um, you know, he's always talked about green card and how – he sometimes will get him and uh, maybe, maybe run by the corner or something, maybe step by or just kind of make him a little bit of a mistake. But that, that little roan horse he's been riding the last couple of years just seems rock solid for him. And I think that there – and I'll, I'll kind of ask you this, but the barrier being two feet longer this year at the finals I think will benefit some guys. And I could see Cody Snow and Jr. being one of those guys that benefit from it a little bit because – Cody's got every shot in the bag, but they make a really sharp, fast run that's out there maybe one stride past Dustin or T-Wade or those guys that throw just right over the gates. Yeah, I, I mean, I got to agree with you. I, I think the big thing about their run is Cody's got all – he's using his head horse so well, and then he's got that one or two coil shot. Right. So I think he's going to gauge steers out there. So if he's got a little bit stronger steer, if he's just a touch off the barrier, they're still going to be able to be three or four. Right. And and I just think, man, it's going to be a, it's going to be one of those deals that's really there. Like I think world title this year goes through Clay Smith, mm-hmm. but the the couple teams that get rolling, they're they're one of them. They're yeah. they're one of the teams that w- can win the average easy, and then they can win go rounds on top of winning the average right and that and i agree with you and one thing i think is going to be interesting to see is how the cattle are if the cattle are strong well is junior that's probably when you're going to see junior have the most momentum running down the arena and then on top of it how cody heads his horses really get on the steer's head yeah and really set him on the end of it so i think they're they're great to read, but you you're gonna see him teeter on being around the end of it too far. Where you might get a couple of those shots where he kind of is all the way by and still yep. heals them, which 
It doesn't even matter if the, if he gets by. He's still. I don't think <laughs> it his percentage matter. as even long as drops. Cody keeps him in the arena. I think yeah. Junior can heal him. Yeah, like his percentage doesn't even drop, and that's like no. like I can't even believe we see that out of someone that's like. But but also I I think what you'll see is that that run that we watched at the match. Those guys were a little bit. I think they're a little bit off. I didn't really get a. We had so much going on, but I didn't get to see him too closely in the first four steers at the match open. Right. But the second four. Cody, I mean, he it, he was that run where he can turn them, and I know Junior got a couple legs, but it looks it looked like it was all there. Like the, right. the every time he threw his rope, it was a, I thought he'd healed him. Yeah, like he might have split the feet on one or two, and like it. But it looks like if they get rolling, it, it's it's, fr- it's a freight train. Yeah, exactly. I I couldn't agree more. And those guys, you know, this is their first year roping together. It's their first NFR together. And, you know, some teams it takes a couple NFRs um, to kind of really get things filled out. But I think with the different setup this year, it's a little more open, a little more left uh, available. I think it's going to be a little bit longer, I'm sure. So this team, I I don't see how they don't win 100000 right over there. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. And what I th- I don't know, I, I can't decide on this, but I'm like the Thomas and Mac, is is so hard to compete in because like what what makes it so tough is the headers have to start like they're at no rodeo all year long do you start that fast is you do you leave that fast when you're scoring so now you've got this timing where your most of your head horses aren't used to that Mm -hmm. and there's very few head horses that go that are like head horse of the year and then go which bob I think is should be an all-time horse on everyone's list of, right. of minors because that horse does both. He can yeah. win it at the BFI and there. But uh, you're going to see like more scoring going on. And so those guys, like, I wonder if it's going to be to Clay and, and Cody's advantage this year like it is on most years at the NFR where you can – like guys like Dustin Egasquiza or Kobe Lovell, like they can go at them really hard, and they're gonna have plenty of left, and and so it's like they get to get fully turned loose. Where in the past you get too much rope out there with that right. left wall, and it's it's pretty hard to handle. And yeah. and I think this is where like I go to Kobe Lovell and Paul, and I'm like, man, this team, I, you know, we watched them at the match, and and they obviously they placed and and did good, and and they kind of come down to the like buddy and andrew and have had pretty much wrapped up second place right. and and clan jade obviously dominated but the third and fourth was still up for grabs or third was right and uh and that was kobe and, and paul and they're man they're run like those guys you hit me with this stat and i when i watch kobe kobe level head i i think this guy's got game but i'm like I always identify him with a guy that goes really fast. Yeah, very aggressive. And and even like years at the NFR, like I remember watching him with Russell Cordoza one year, and they were like early into the finals, they had won a couple go rounds, and they're like, you're like, man, these guys are just not backing off. Yeah. Like you know, you <laughs> yeah. guys are leading the average after round four, and you're and still still trying to win the day money. Yeah, and you know this, and I don't know what I mean. Obviously, that was quite some time ago, and his games evolved, but this this Kobe's unreal what he can do with a rope and and, but now he's on a horse that he's saying is one of his favorite ones that he's ever rode and then you've got paul who if joseph wasn't around we would probably be saying that paul eves is the best horseman going or makes a ton of heel horses like he's one of those guys that he's like riding them and has all these great horses and just like 
the reason maybe Paul doesn't have heel horse of the year is because he has five or six really good heel horses right, all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what the the stat kind of I didn't realize this, but I mean, I guess my thoughts of level. I remember him making the finals. You know, a couple times a dog made it with uh, Russell once. I think maybe, but this is level seventh NFR, and that's that's impressive. I mean, for a guy that really doesn't rodeo. Has I mean he hasn't rodeoed every year for the last fifteen years. No, I mean like he's he's went home and you know been with his family and and you know stayed stayed around the house the last couple of years and then this year, you know has that horse went second at the American, and then and then cracks out with Paul Eves and and now he's got seven NFR back numbers. That's impressive. I mean, um, and, and this has kind of been the second coming of of level I think, and he's he's. He was a top five header this summer, I thought. I mean, he was a guy that just everywhere it seemed like he was spinning the steer back for good money. And and Paul catches a lot of steers, makes very few mistakes, and rides really, really good horses. Um, obviously, he has a gold buckle that says he was, he was the best healer. Um, but, yeah, they I looked this year, and they were a 63% catch percentage and at a 7.7 average time. Um so, you know, anything above 60% is pretty dang good. Yep. I mean, if you were, if we, if we had like the most improved header of the year, yeah, like you got to say it's either Kobe level or, um, Oh, Nelson Wyatt, those yeah. two guys. And, and, but for Kobe to do it, like, like he has this year, it just seems like he added some more to his game. And I, and I mean, maybe that's through horses, you know, yeah. I think he's, his horses have improved and they're like. They're that team to me that, I mean, obviously, I feel like I, I, when I talk about every team, I'm like, oh, yeah, they can win the world. Yeah, they can win the world. Well, mm-hmm. No, no, this team can yeah. definitely win the world. <laughs> but they, I feel like that. I feel like this run, they might have the most chemistry going in mm-hmm. uh, out of out of everyone outside of, the, outside of Clay and Jade. Like, I think they have, um, man, it's going to be tough. Like, I, I kind of feel like they're right there with Andrew Buddy. That team has that mixture that it yep. looks like you get a header, he gets rolling, uh, obviously got good horses, and, and both those guys go to turn them back. It it might be, it'll be kind of close. And, and I yep. think that that's, that's probably what we're going to see this year at the NFR is I think the times might not be as fast uh, just because a barrier might be a touch longer, I don't. Right. I don't really know. Like it seems like the American this last year was a little bit slower than we're right. used to the American being, and that's because of the setup was was like it like it was. They changed it up, had a right. little bit stronger steers, but I think that that's this is one of those teams that's just you you watch them and there's nothing they can't do. Yep. And uh, they've yeah, been doing exactly. it all year long, and and I think they're really confident going in, and I think that's got something something to play like that definitely level's a confident guy as it is <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I mean i love level to death man but uh he's he's got a lot of confidence in himself and, and that's what it takes i mean if you i mean you get to the core of all these guys they all believe deep down inside that they're the best and yeah. that and that's why they're at the top and you know level i think the biggest thing for levels level is he got that horse that fits him and when he has a horse that fits him, he's he's a great hitter, I think. And he, you know he's a guy that might take a little bit more chances than a guy like Cody Snow maybe or Chad or somebody like that that maybe uses that horse just one more stride. 
Lovell, he's kind of got that mix of both where he can let it fly, but he's also riding a really good horse too. And then you look at Paul, I mean, nine times in FR, won the world. Um, I bet he rides Guapo, the the roan horse that he won the world on that year. Um, but then you look down through his string, like you talked about earlier, Joseph kind of gets all the notoriety and, and all the all the talk about how his heel horses are so cool, but I've I've rode a handful of Pauls before and I mean they're all just lights out and so easy to rope on and never make a mistake and they just do everything so right and he's one of the great I mean like you said it perfectly he's if you take Joseph away he's the best horseman yeah um going down the road when it comes to riding heel horses so I think uh that's a team that if they get rolling the the sky's the limit for how much those guys can win yeah they'll they'll be one of the guys that like there's when we look up at this lineup of headers and let's just say that every header competes to the best of their ability and they're kind of rolling and, and kind of got it going but as soon as things start going wrong for teams and you like you have those little mistakes i think kobe levels one of the guys that and he can essentially if clay doesn't have a great NFR or something like that. Like if he, or let's say Clay has a really good NFR and Kobe just gets tapped off, he can still win the world. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's like, it's, it's very odd to say it like that because you like the last couple of years we've watched Driggers go in and you felt like Driggers was that guy. Yeah. And I, and I kind of got it where I think Kobe's going to be a little bit like that. Like I think that, He's got enough offense that he can get those go rounds and will be getting go rounds, and he could maybe put being the really high in the average as well by like round right. six or seven. And I think that that guy can be like he can almost put Clay Smith where he has to start pressing to win the world. Yeah, as opposed to more than likely about round six or seven, most headers are going to have to decide do they want to keep making money or do they want to try to win a world title. Right. And I think that's how it's going to play out. Well, and one thing I do know about Lovell is I think the reason he's rodeoing again is because he wants a gold buckle more than anything in the world. I agree. I mean, and he's he's told some of our, our good friends that himself. And you go back to 2015, Lovell's one steer away, one dally away from having a gold buckle already. So we know you get him tapped off for big money and he just he he's like snowball and when it's going downhill it it's some something to look out for so you know this is this is kind of weird i was just thinking about this but <clears throat> there's so many moments like in rodeo and this is what this is this is what pisses me off honestly the most about how our sports covered <clears throat> is we'll watch like great things happen and and to kind of go to the match like the when i realized like i wanted to do this format for the match was when we watch greatness a lot of people don't even know like right. like one example that i that i really really jumped out to me was uh, super tuesday match open at odessa mm-hmm. we, we videoed it uh and it, i think it's last year's match caleb wins the roping with Corey pesca which this ropens in a hockey rink there's 120 teams it's a, it's one of the hardest ropens to win all year long yeah and he wins that roping pretty pretty easily right like it's one of the ropings where a leg might win fourth right like it's yeah. one of those like it's so hard to survive the elements like the <laughs> survive in advance is, the, yeah, is the, the scores goal, long almost. the arena's short there's no left yeah and and it's like it's one of those ropings where you got to be really good at everything to to make it work 
and he dominates the Roping. And then they come back with a match that night where it's like, uh, it's kind of odd where they take like, uh, there's some invited teams, winners of the rope and get in. Uh, but like Trevor was in and Jojo and a few guys like that. And Caleb turned it on in this match and he just started throwing faster and faster because you get eliminated after a round. Like you had a time to beat. Yeah. They drop one. I think yeah. every round, I think. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and he like, it got to the point where he was throwing so fast in this match open over the same score that we just watched him win a rope in. And, it junior got like one or two swings off a couple times yeah like, and i was like <laughs> I, when i seen that he, all the headers there knew they're like man this guy's doing something special yeah and uh and no not not many people get to witness that right. and that was like the match opens like i i think that that's that's what really like we try to accomplish is when you see greatness communicating that but but you go back to like junior's heel shot for caleb yeah, at the at the NFR yeah, that year they, when they win the gold down. buckle, that's the best heel shot in the history of the world. Yep. But and, now and since they didn't, like, there's I'm sure there's a lot of people that remember it now that we brought it up, but most people forgot about it. Yeah, and I, and that's where I get I just go so many ways. There's like there's so many great things that have happened that you like we don't even talk about, and these guys are like that have truly like they're artists or whatever you want yeah. whatever you want they have perfected the craft and they're like competing at the highest mm-hmm. level and and that's where it gets crazy to me i i've not said on a few podcasts but like trevor's last run to win the all-around title yeah i mean that to me was the same moment that as we watched jeter hit the walk-off run and last his last at bat yeah. and, and, and you know Derek jeter for the yankees last at bat right. one of the most clutch yeah. ever probably yeah. one of the best shortstops ever. one of the most iconic and memorable moments in sports history probably. yeah same thing like we have stuff with tiger woods and 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 that's what like and and really that's like the essence of essentially what we're trying to do with this podcast and like you know even breaking down these teams and talking about it but as well as the the format on these match ropens and things like that yeah and and i think that's where we're obviously we're going to try to build it up or talk about it uh going into the nfr and and kind of things like that but man i i think that this is where it gets it gets fun because we get to we get to watch the best guys in the world we feel like it's we, we kind of got an idea but you know you like we just keep drop, dropping down the list and are talking about headers and, and healers and then i i look at the next team on it and i'm like well clay trying and jake long and yep. and you're like man well it, is clay trying the best header of all time i mean it depends on what your criteria is, I guess. But <laughs> just just wins and I mean, how good he's he's won more jackpot than probably any header ever. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's won the George Strait what three times, two or three times. Yeah, enough that like enough. That I think he has a rig for every kid that he has. Maybe will or even let's go to this George Strait moment when him and Travis Graves won the George Strait. Yeah. Travis Graves had to tee off on that last year. And so, like, Buddy Hawkins, this is Buddy's quote on this, but he told me this yesterday. Um, Travis Graves basically had to put 60,000, which is second at the straight, up on the altar and say, I am not going to, I am not trying to win this (laughs) 60,000. I'm not going for second place. Right. I have to throw so fast that I'm either going to win the trucks and the 100,000 and the trailers yep. and all that, or I'm winning nothing. Right. Where he could have taken one more jump and for sure won $60,000. And, and That's I, hard to do. Well, 
What do you, I mean, like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You watch me do it at the BFI. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I did not try to win the, the Ropen. Or, you know, right. I got close, but I, I definitely didn't make sure I won the Ropen. Right. I needed the money, so I was going to take any check possible. And you see that with, like, that's the difference between me and a, and a Clay Trine or a, a, a Travis Graves or the, some of these guys. Are, they know, they've won at that level, and they're trying to win first. Yeah. And, dude, I with Clay Trine... Like I think he's one of those. Guys, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and and he's obviously one of those guys. He'll he calls it like he sees it. He'll let you know. Yeah, I mean, and I I I respect that about him a lot. A lot of people have a different opinion, maybe, but um, yeah. Clay he he's cut and dry. You know where you stand with him, and and I think that's that's a part of it that makes him great. You know, and he's he's kind of one of the last of the old school guys that's still around and still one of the best guys in the world. And when when he's up somewhere you watch because there's a chance he's gonna do something that or he's gonna place you know he's gonna have a chance to win the rodeo no matter what yeah and it's crazy one of the things i wrote down is animal yeah that dude's an animal with a head rope i mean he he uh, i wrote animal and one of the best headers of all time and you can make the argument that he is the best header of all time and you know three gold buckles won the average they won prescott Rapid City and Denver this year. Um, I mean, he's just—I don't—I don't know. I'd have to look and see how many times he's made the finals, but I think he's got the most NFR qualifications. Yeah, of anybody. it's got to be close to twenty. We're gonna make him feel 18. old. Gosh dang. Eighteen. I just looked it up. So what I know in Clay, like I, over the last year or so, I've gotten to know him more and more. And the one thing that I—I I, I feel like he, that's bugging him right now is how bad he's roped at the NFR the last couple of years. Yep. And we all know, like, like I thought last year, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's coming. Like, he's going to get tapped off, and he's going to – it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And, he, man, he just never got it going. And, and I, would, I, I, I would say if you ask Clay about his performance last year, he would say it was, like, it was average for him. Yeah. like, And, what, and he would tell you that because he'll tell you if he sucks at something. Yeah, he'll, but, he he calls it like like he sees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you get a guy like that, that's and the reason I think he man when I go down the list, like Speedy and Jake Barnes are amazing headers. Um, but you those know, are the only two you can put ahead of him. Yeah, and and I can't even put him ahead. Like maybe Jake, but the thing about Clay that makes him so special is he's not only one back back in the the old days (laughs) um but like he's one of those guys that he he competed at a high level for a really long time and has won a bunch jackpotting but as the sport got really tough and like you it's obvious that it was tough five years ago right and it was hard to hang five years ago and you had there's a lot of guys that you think man a lot of people oh if he just had this and this, he'd make the finals and do all these things, and they they don't have a chance. Right. And he's made it like he can grind through getting older, and he changes his game. Like you know how his horses and everything evolved, and to now he still wins. Outside of the top, that Clay Smith, Cody Snow, yeah, Caleb. Like he's actually, right actually, I, I'll even say this: Clay Smith wins the most jackpotting. Clay Tryon wins as much as Cody Snow and Caleb, at least at least how I see it. I don't yeah. know if that's, that's true or not, but right. how I see it. Like, and so for him to be able to do that is is unreal. To go through roping as it has gotten faster and faster. Like we went and watched a, I, well, you were roping at. I was watching the the jackpot 
Austin's the other day, 48 mm-hmm. teams in or twice. If you are mid seven on a pretty tough setup, like you feel behind in the roping in a five steer average. Right. And Clay try and put it on him that day. And the fact that he can do that is amazing. And, yeah. and I, I don't know, like that's where I'm just like, I, I kind of waiting for that, that moment for this, this guy to like just wax him one last time because I, yeah. I think that <laughs> I think that in his mind he's kind of he'll have that chip on his shoulder and like he he's going to be thinking about that for quite some time yeah like if you watch his DVD that he put out uh, I don't know it's probably f- six years ago maybe or back, something back when people watched DVDs yeah, so yeah it, back when DVDs was a thing um, but if you watch his it, his dad talks about like through his career like you know he was successful early on like in the early 2000s you know and uh, won a gold buckle in there and then kind of towards 08, 09, like he didn't, I think he might've missed NFR once or twice maybe. And it was like, once that happened, it lit a fire in him and he has come back and been just one of the all time greats ever since then. And, uh, he's just a guy that tenacity is there. He's got a chip on his shoulder and he, he's a freaking winner. You know, he knows how to win and he will beat you on any given day and and not care about it, you know. Yeah. Well, and maybe even let you know. He's out for blood. Yeah. Like he <laughs> man, if you watch the documentary with Jordan, um He reminds me of, yeah, of the he, Jordan he, mentality yeah, a lot. He's you know? like probably the only guy going still. Like Jake yeah. Barnes is the same way. Jake will yeah, he'll let you know. But man, that guy he's and and that's why I just think like a lot of headers, when they have some success they don't get back to the finals and and sometimes it's it's it for him like right. like i mean i know colt smith and i we talked about that how hard it has been for him to get back to the finals yep. and so like that's what makes me so like so proud of him to to get back and and rope like he has and and so well let's talk about that team man we watched him at the at the match this is what this is what i love about roping is we know colton smith can do a lot with a head rope mhm and and so, like, in him and, like, Chad Masters and some of these guys, they seem almost a little bit conservative when you watch him rope. You're like, well, they don't throw as fast as Caleb. And, right. But you watch Colton Head. He has great horses. Yeah. And that black head horse, I, I don't know how he didn't win head horse of the year. but then, I was surprised that he didn't yeah. win it this year. I really and, was. But Bob won it. And yeah, if it wasn't I, for yeah, Bob, he yeah, probably would have won. Bob is my favorite horse ever, so yeah. I, I'm okay with it. But Colton, that 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 head horse works so good this year. He yeah. was so awesome, and he turned a lot of steers. I thought he wrote great. But that that's the thing is that guy plays to his horse, and he's going to – like you watch him at the match. He had things – great control of the steers' heads, snappy head loops, scored good, and he was – he wrote the rope into – they were one of those teams that were going to – yeah, they were gonna make a move, and then Hunter healed one and lost him. I think, yep. maybe, in yeah, which I thought he healed him perfectly. But yeah, it looked like a great shot. I mean, and I, and I think that's just one of them deals where, when you've got a guy that's so aggressive like Hunter, the the feet have very rarely been attacked. Like he has attacked <laughs> the feet. Like he he's after him. Yeah, he likes to throw fast. In fact, everyone's like, "Who's he remind you of?" I'm like. Really easy, Corey Petska. Yeah, if I, I that's exactly what I was thinking that come to my mind as well was was Petska because, I mean, it's he's bringing it whether they're ready to be roped or not. And what's amazing about Hunter is, uh, last year first round of the NFR behind Sherwood, 
steer is not easy to be healed and i mean he hammers him yeah first steer ever at NFR, and that that kid i've known him for a long time he's one of my really good buddies and he's got ice water in his veins and he is not scared i wrote i mean it's it's crazy that we talk about because i wrote down throws fast and no fear yeah he has no fear whatsoever and i think that that maybe cripples a lot of guys you know like it's it's easy to ride around there and throw fast when everything sets up perfect, but when there's low chance lower chance of catching two feet and you still have the guts to to throw it down there and try to get one, that knowing hey there's a good chance this might not work and it might cost me a lot of money, that's not easy to do because there's a lot of guys that like oh, I'll take one more do the sure sure enough catch, but that guy he lives and dies by the sword and it works more times than not well and two that's why you like uh you see teams that get together with a header that throws real fast with a healer that throws fast and sometimes it doesn't work yeah a lot well actually a lot of times a lot of times it doesn't work and and we talk about andrew and buddy where they got a header that goes real fast and buddy's really really smart yeah well this is like the exact opposite we got the header that goes like he doesn't go as fast because he doesn't have to, right? Because he knows that his healer is going to make up for it. And well, and one thing just to be clear on this is like we're not taking anything away from Colton by no means. No. Because when we say like he doesn't go as fast, that doesn't mean that he kicks all the way to the hip, takes two swings over the steer's head, and then turn him off. Like it's a cold two coals on the way in, sharp, snappy. And it happens fast. I mean, that guy heads heads great. Yeah, we're not saying he should be in the yeah heading in the number nine. Right. Yeah. Pick and draw. Yeah. But when I'm talking about Colton, like really, he's one of my favorite headers, anyways. Because I I when I head, like I want to use my horse, and so like he's one of the guys I I watch a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, but that's that's what I go to it. Like when you're watching these, when you watch the eight steer match open understanding like how a team works right. and how a team wins and, yeah. and i think this is one of those teams that has great chemistry and can light them up and, you, and you've seen it like i thought that eight steer format is one of those that proves who the best team in the world is yeah and they're one steer away they're yeah, one I thought steer they were away from it. being as close to it as anyone and and that's what that's what i like about this team is they they're one of the very few teams that I am pretty sure every day they're roping together. Yeah. And they're working at it together and they have great chemistry. And they I do. and I think that that's they rope really good together and you know in the match I thought they were in a great spot because yeah. it kind of was every round there would be one fly that dropped in yeah. the top 5, you know, and then yeah. there'd be one more team in the next round. And it was just kind of whittling down to where it was going to be like, all right, they're going to be able to make their move right here towards the later rounds and be, you know, in a top three, top two. And if the cards fall right for them, maybe even have a chance to win it at the end. But I thought they were in a great spot. They roped the rope and really smart. They give themselves a chance all the way up until the end. And, you know, they're, like you said, they're one steer away from being, being a top three team in the match the other night and just, was a little bit of misfortune for them, but I thought the way they went about it was very smart. Colton was using his horse, going in there, being controlled, making it really easy for for Hunter to just wheel around there and tee off on him. And and uh, you know they 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 were really close to being being one of the best teams that night. You know what I thought was so funny about the match? Like the more I I look at it and think about it, it was more of a mental game 
yeah. in a roping than I think I've ever seen before. And I think it's because of the two different formats. Yeah, you had two different formats, and then there's only 16 teams. Right. So now it's like, well, you got to rope aggressive, like, and, and that's kind of the mentality. So now, you, but you've got to ride that line between. Uh, at most of your open ropings, when you got 40 teams, you just you got to be able to go at them the right. whole time. Yeah. And and now it's like, well, when when do you take uh, a conservative route, or when do you try to as a header? Maybe you're taking a little safer start, or how how are you setting up your runs? Because it's a little different than normal. Right. And the discipline that comes in play, and and I think that's where that's where you've seen a lot of it. These guys were that that can kind of take those shots like that, and and man, and I think that's where it makes it kind of special. Is you see guys when they get tapped off, like a Tyler Wade or someone like that, yeah, they're gonna run away with ropings. And I think you yeah. started to see that, like those guys when they turn it on and it's rolling, you can't beat them, right? And in like man, I I look at those two healers, like I, I think Jake Long and Hunter are really really similar, really similar. They, yeah, both exactly. of them want to heal steers. They're 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 both extremely aggressive and it's just like hunter i promise you i got a lot out of that podcast when yeah when he did it because he he talked about kind of his break with cody snow getting a chance yep. to rope with him in california and how he healed he just stayed with what he yeah. does do and, what you know and, and that's I, what he did and and it's propelled him to the top i mean i remember not that long ago maybe four years ago um hunter was we were roping together and it was maybe my first year rodeoing and he was asking me all kinds of questions and he was like i could tell he was just infatuated with the game and like he was a student of it and i could tell then that like this kid's gonna go a long ways in not very much time because he's got an extreme work ethic um he rides great horses i mean he's a guy that don't have the flashiest horses but like has horses that work and work great and fit him to a t let him do what he does best and um you know last year i spent a little bit of time with him before the nfr out there in arizona at colton's house and uh he was just up in arms because he had a couple bad days of practicing and he was asking me and i'm like hunter you rope way better than i do i mean i can't fix your roping i was like you know you just need to do what you do. Yeah. And, and and I thought he healed great last year at the NFR for his first time. And I see that team being able to win a lot this year just because their run fits. It's another team that I think the longer setup might help him a little bit because Colton scores really, really well. Um, rides a great head horse. And I think that the horsepower might shine a little bit more this year at the NFR than in years past just because of the longer setup and kind of letting those guys go one more swing and make those runs out in the middle of the arena. Man, I think that's a good point. I, I really do. I think you're going to see the horses are going to be like they are all year long. They're really, really important. Where, at, like I said, at the NFR, the head horses sometimes don't fit, or you might see some heel horses that, that are great heel horses with not just a ton of foot speed that just don't fit the building somewhere right. where it's everything's so narrow. But... Man, you know, and that's what made rodeoing so interesting this year because you like you look at the standings and you're like, okay, well, we got Chad Masters and Eric Rogers. Are they both? Are they ninth and tenth right there? Yeah. Standings. Yep. And to me, Eric Rogers, 
I, I don't know, man. I just don't know what he can't do. Like he's yeah. probably my favorite header to just model because he's like, I, I think that everything he's done, he's smart at the NFR. Like he's a, he's adapted to all situations. There's just nowhere he can't win. Uh, he, he's just, man, he's, he's gamer like that. And I, and I look at that team and I'm like, I, I had an interesting talk with Peyton Bray and I, I didn't know about this year, but they, they've dominated two years over the 4th of July. Yeah. And they're like, they're one of those teams. I'm like, man, they're 10th in the world. Like I felt like when I watched them rope, they'd be a lot higher. Yeah. I felt like Both. they were top five, top six team in the world almost all year. Seemed yeah. like. And what Peyton told me, and I, and I got thinking about it for a lot of the guys rodeoing where we didn't have as many chances or like the chances to, to win big money at some of the rodeos because they're being canceled those guys were like two steers away from not making the nfr yeah i mean it was early like they won cody which we traded them so good good job guys <laughs> yeah but uh yeah glad you guys got to run that steer, yeah, by yeah, the way good, good uh, work Peyton, but, i think you still owe me fees over there <laughs> plus half of what you won maybe. yeah I, I just take fees <laughs> at this point but uh no those guys uh you know if that doesn't happen at Cody and I, I can't remember there's one more steer like Gaiman I think I think it was Gaiman they yeah won, they that, yeah Gaiman. they won Gaiman this year and I thought that was a key point in their year because yeah. um, they were they kind of they had a great Fourth of July last two years like you said I, yeah, they had top a, maybe a top earning team or top yeah, two I think they won you know this year I think they won maybe like almost twenty thousand again and it <laughs> yeah. was hard this year it was harder, I mean yeah. because. You had to win first, or you had to win, you know, top two or three check to win a really good check, you know. But, um, yeah, they, I thought, guy, and then after the Fourth of July, they kind of had a couple of shaky weeks and didn't win quite as much as they did, you know, last year. I remember last year, uh, Peyton barely missed it, and he told me that the only week that they didn't draw a check from Reno till the end of the year was the very last week. Yeah, and he, that's that's impressive. I mean, that's not easy to do um to win because there's a lot of times you go somewhere and you know one guy misses one rodeo the other guy misses other rodeo and then you draw a bad steer at the other one and then you make a great run on a on a bad steer at the other rodeo and you're one out and you didn't win nothing that week but didn't really rope that bad you know right and but i thought gaiman this year was kind of their tipping point of what really helped them go yeah, ahead and sure get it up yeah sure enough make the nfr you know, it's funny. Peyton told me this story. It was last year we were riding around, at, and it was probably right. It was, I think it was at Cheyenne. So it was, you know, end of end of July, dang near. And he's like, man, this Eric, I've never seen anything like it. He's He hasn't missed two steers in a row this summer. Yeah. That guy, he, like, literally, when you're thinking about that, and you're, you're thinking, hey, I'm ready to head or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> you, you're a high-level header. Right. <clears throat> the fact that Eric Rogers... I mean, two steers. Like, he didn't miss two steers in a row, and I don't know what the stats are on that. Uh, maybe the PRCA's website will have those up for us next week, but uh, I doubt that. Uh, but, man, that's when – that's that elite level. Like, that's that one percentile of headers, you know, and and that's really what that team they, – they are. They're just one of those teams that, like I, – I mean, they know they're down there in the standings, but uh, fantasy rodeo picks, like – that's probably who I'm, I'm going with, you know. Yeah. I think for the money on your 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 fantasy rodeo, that team sure seems like they're man. They and Eric's just so smart. I thought Payton's healing's been so fast this year. It just like I would say he's probably the most improved healer in the last year. Yeah, for sure. Like um, he 
he missed a few steers, steers last year. Yeah, that you're in like, 19 that I thought he, you know, a guy that makes NFR needs to catch those steers. And this year, he nope. didn't let any of those go. I mean, <laughs> and maybe he even was healed them lights faster. out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was a, a, sure enough, he left no doubt in anybody's mind he was a top 15 healer in the world this year. Absolutely. Without without a doubt. Yeah. And, a, and he's a he's a winner. You know, that's what I wrote down about him. He's a winner. Um and it, that the horses he rides, they fit him. They fit him perfectly. And I wrote down heels fast and catches a lot. And that's not easy to do, you know. But yeah. like we talked about with, you know, Colton and Hunter, that's kind of the same run that Eric and Peyton make. Eric rides this horse really well and and Peyton rides around of it and rides around the end of it and sets him down. Yeah, I I just think and what's what's fun about Eric is I think he can mold to whatever he needs to be. Like he yeah. can fit his healer. Like uh, if it's Corey Petska at the NFR, like he can go in there and get him short and kind of do that same, basically that same run that we saw Cody Snow and, and Wesley make last year that got them the world title. That was, I mean, that yeah. was basically what uh, Eric did when he won the world. Yeah. Like it was the same style of run to me. Set his healer up, let let him get him fast, made sure that they didn't let the wall cost them right. any money. Yeah. All right. So what about this team? I think this is the most interesting team to me because Dustin Agasqueza is, I mean, this guy is, he can go so fast. And it, it's like you've got Travis Graves who, I, I, like we were talking about it, you said this, I think, before we were, uh, before we were live here, that TG, you don't want to call him a catcher because he doesn't miss. But, right. but you know, it's like, I don't want him to identify him with a catcher because he can throw really fast, yeah. too. But at the same time, he doesn't miss. And then you've got Dustin, who's, man, I, I there's really nothing he can't do. In fact, I, I think as far as getting it on the horns fast, he might be the the very best at it. Or you can say the only thing that, like, I see, like, I think Tyler Wade and Caleb Driggers are great at it. Like, my... I, I can't, I don't know. We're going to be splitting hairs. But the one thing that, like, I see with Tyler Wade and Caleb is their head horses are really, really good. Mm-hmm. On They're strong on the horn. They're strong on the wall. And, like, Dustin might not get that tenth that Caleb Driggers gets sometimes as right. fast. But I were talking, like, one or two tenths. I think but, he makes up for it and how fast he gets it on. Oh I mean, gosh. there's... I don't think there's any doubt that Dustin Igasquiza has changed the game of heading once again. Yeah. I mean, there's been a handful of guys that's changed the game of heading coming up. We you know Jake Barnes, Speedy, uh, you know Clay Tryon. I thought probably amped it up a little bit, and then Driggers came on, and then he obviously changed the game completely. And then Dustin has done it again. I mean, the guy, it just he has it on him faster than anybody going. I yeah, think hands like, down. I mean, T Wade, I think, is the only guy that's close to him, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we thought Driggers was a guy that just got it on him ridiculously fast three, four years ago. And, you know, one interesting thing about Dustin was nobody knew who he was. And then he shows up at the, at the George Strait and just lights out and just lights that place up that year and wins the straight, comes back the next year, high call again. 
and I think they maybe wave it off or yeah, they, they had a little bit of bad luck. But, cha- but I mean, but like had it on the steer. It wasn't like he just completely whiffed. The hardest row to win in the world. He two had year, two, years, two years, years in a row. First he, two years going to it. Yeah, he should have. He should have won it two years in a row. Really. Yeah. And uh, I think he's changed the game. And you know what I wrote down about him is looks dialed in to turn a lot of steers because he's had a couple come off at the match and then he had a couple last night come off at at charlie's open that if they stay on there he might run just completely run away with the roping yep um and that's that's he's got that ability to you know one guy goes fast he can go faster and you look at travis graves i mean 12 times made the nfr he's won everything there is to be won in the world of jackpotting and rodeoing won the nfr average one thing I wrote down about TG that I think really makes him one of the one of the great healers is he is so consistent, but he knows when to catch and he knows when to throw fast. And I think that's what the great healers do. You know, is TG one of the most like I don't even know that it's underrated, but I like he's won everything. Yeah. And then in fact, he might have had the the best year healing ever, won the most money. Uh, when he won the American, and I think it won was, the George Strait, he yeah. won. Like, <laughs> I mean, like he, it was like he, he won had, everything in like sixty days or ninety days. He'd won over three hundred thousand, over three hundred, and yeah. That, yeah. So I mean, he he had like a half a million dollar year probably. Yeah, and I don't know that that's been repeated. And and no, and then on top of it, he's done it the same. What, what I think the one thing that's kind of hindered his deal is he hasn't had outstanding nfrs like he's had quite a few bad nfrs which is it's kind of been crazy and and i think this year with this setup i think it's going to fit his deal and and this is why i'm like this team i i don't know it's they're they're the weirdest team to me to to kind of give my pick on or talk about because when i watch them connect i'm like no one can beat these guys they're the fastest team Dustin makes it look so easy. TG's so smart. Like there's there's no holes in this yeah. team, and and really like the only thing I can say that they don't have a ton of momentum. Like they had the NFR made pretty early this year, which yeah. this is kind of this is kind of odd. So they didn't like. I don't even think they kept rodeoing. I don't even know that they rodeoed in August. Like right? Nah, no, not. I mean, didn't I don't know what happened like for Gaiman, but like Dustin was roping with Marty Yates at Gaiman. You know what I mean? Like. Right. <laughs> Like they just kind of yeah they knew they, they were in and then they went to Rapid City the tour finale and kind of wrapped it up there but um. and so like I don't, I don't know and in December's so far away from the end of the the season anyways that like how's that momentum going but right man Dustin there's nothing he can't do like he like he's got I, I he's got the most range and and he's the most comfortable using all of his range like he's kind of the he'll probably be the only header that. Uh, maybe Nelson Wyatt will do it a little bit, but he'll swing his rope maybe once, get one or two swings off before his horse even starts moving forward. Yeah. And and when he does that, like, that's the thing. Like, Driggers can do it, and a few of these guys can do it pretty good, but they don't really call on it as much as Dustin does. Right. And and he's, he's just one of those guys that, like, I, I could just see that team just going off right like really like i i think it fits tg's setup he heals great behind dustin and then and like i said the, the really the only thing i've seen is like they just didn't have a ton of momentum at the end of like i didn't see that strong finish and but man the, i think the one thing that we, like 
you everyone's gonna know it pretty soon. Um, but Dustin's jackpotting game is very good. Yeah, like, it's no, it's not like oh he's just a bomber. Right. No, he jackpots all the time around here in Stephenville, and he wins. Like, he he Dustin's a guy that <laughs> you'll see him at the opens on Tuesdays around here, but then on Thursday night they'll have a slide somewhere off random that nobody knows about, and he'll be over there heading and healing. I mean, he jackpots as much as anybody, ropes as much as anybody. The one thing that I think about Dustin, he missed NFR last year. And then the year before that, he roped with Dog out there, and he kind of was a little bit snake bit. Um, Everybody expected him to really show off and just really shine because it's such a short setup. And I read a deal the other day that that he was talking about that he actually was looking forward to the barrier being longer because it was more of a natural see something and then go rather than you know really nowhere that we go all year long is just right behind them like the nfr is and so he's actually talked like he was kind of a fan of it and you know saying they won san antonio they won waco they won big fork they won killdeer i mean they just win first every time they connect they're not a team that is going for fifth no, no, not at all. And so, you know, I think with Dustin not making the finals last year and kind of having a little bit of a bad taste in his mouth from the last time he went, I can see him just being completely dialed in and just being being a guy that just really turns a lot of steers for first. I mean, we've seen maybe the best, uh, the best performance last year at the NFR out of T-Wade. And I could see something similar coming from Dustin this yeah, year. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. Like I, I think you can make the argument. Like, and I don't know what it's like to heal at the at the NFR, but um, Tyler Wade's heading at the NFR last year. Well, I mean, there's there's a reason we we did fan voting into the match, right? Tyler Wade did not make the NFR this year, but he was one of the highest voted headers in. Yeah, and and the reason was is that was probably an all time performance at the finals last year. I don't and know that anybody's ever topped it. Was it eight for first? Did he spin eight for first? Yeah. Yeah, I and, think so. And I know, like, I, I'm not bashing healing over there, but it's it's hard. It's hard to heal. And, yeah. and, and Tyler Wade, he might even tell you, like, hey, I could have done a better job handling him. I don't know. I All I know is when I looked up at the clock, as soon as over, I seen where he turned him, I was like, that was fast. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. And, um, and so that that's what makes it kind of interesting with with dustin is he's definitely that guy like there's no doubt that he he's so ropey and so good with his rope and he's so comfortable that he if you told him to he could literally go he could spin seven or more for first oh yeah absolutely and and so i just i think that team's gonna be that's gonna be kind of wild and i think a lot of it's like those guys from back east, like, well, Nelson, I mean, he's Alabama. And the the arenas out there seem to be, the scores are a little bit long, like, for for as narrow as the arenas are. Right. So it's, like, it's kind of weird. Like, I, I man, I, I was thinking about that team. Like, Nelson and Levi, I know they're both first-time qualifiers. And they're, they're, like, one of those one of those teams that I've watched them rope. I felt like they should have got voted into the match. Um, but they're, like... Man, what they they go fast and their run that they've got, like I just don't know a lot of, like I, I don't know a lot of weaknesses in their their rodeo run. Yeah. Um, that I, I, the first time I ever seen Nelson head was at Livingston during the slack, and 
I watched this guy turn the steer and this, and I'm in the very, I'd already roped in the first run they'd redraw. So I'm sitting up in the grandstands at the very bottom of the arena and this head rope goes on and it is loud and it is fast. (laughs) It sounded like a gun went off and I'm like, and and I'm asking who is this guy? Right. And that was, I mean, that's two first names. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guy with with two first names, but that guy can go fast. And, and he's one of those headers that as you, this is going to be a great opportunity for this team because I, I, I mean, Levi's a grinder, man. He, he's here in Stephenville. Um, he goes, he, and I don't, I mean, uh, not many guys has put as much effort into it as he has. He has worked his tail off yep. to get to where he's at. I mean, he's, Levi's a guy that's never had anything given to him. Yep. I mean, he has worked for everything he's got and I have a ton of respect for him because, um, he, he's earned it the hard way. And I mean, everything he's earned, he's, he's worked for and one thing that (laughs) i was talking to nelson the other day at waco and uh, i was giving him fits i said he was riding a college champion healer saddle (laughs) and i said did you buy that saddle (laughs) just giving him a hard time i said you're not a healer he goes no i said i i healed all throughout college he said i actually won this saddle and i was like no kidding i was like I didn't know that. I just thought that he had headed for, you know, I've only really known him very well for the last two, maybe three years. But, um, yeah, he's like, I didn't really start heading until I was, you know, kind of later on in college. Maybe he's like, I think I may have been heading for, and I'm, I might be a little bit wrong on this, but like, I want to say like only like four years. Yeah. And that's like, you get think about it. You're like, man, he dang near made the NFR last year. So you're talking three years into it, almost makes NFR four maybe five years at the most in the head and he's already made the nfr like that's almost like patrick smith timeline type deal you know and i i just thought it was kind of interesting i was like i didn't even know he'd only been heading for that long that's that's pretty impressive really to to come that far that fast man well and it's funny because Dustin's the same way wasn't he dang near yeah like, i he, think he healed both, a long time yeah t wade was a healer first like yeah. some, so like Maybe even Driggers healed a lot too. I can't remember, but I think there's something with how they break their ropes over healing, and they get it that tip up above the horns. But they're like they become great reachers fast. And like really, if you're wanting to figure out who like if you haven't watched this team rope a lot, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on their Facebook page. You ought to look up Nelson Wyatt or Levi's run from Cody this year. Yeah, that's probably one of the well. I think it was the best rodeo run made all year long, at least that I've seen. And uh, that I mean, it just kind of shows you like that was a steer they had that they weren't supposed to win any money on at a, the toughest rodeo of the year to to draw right and mm-hmm. and win at is Cody long score deep box rodeos fast and they took a steer that was a hard runner and just maxed him out yeah like it was one of those like I don't know how he even dallied when he like after he, after Nelson headed him like there was nothing left of his rope yeah and uh, and. Their their chemistry they're they're a good team like I, I there's just no no weaknesses in the it, team like it's funny you say chemistry because what I wrote down was uh, you know Levi throws fast they have great chemistry and one consistently throughout the year it seemed like um, one run that I the Cody run was amazing but one run that I thought was just flawless was at Mobridge this year in the slack the muddy the arena is just knee deep in mud it was terrible conditions yeah and levi is i mean his horse's head is past the steer's head going down the arena he's that high on the steer and i think nelson kind of likes that left step a little bit 
And I mean, he welded it off the horns. And that was, I was standing over like behind the boxes and I could hear the head rope go on from, I mean, 250 feet away. And it sounded like a gun went off and, and Levi was all the way up around the end of him. And when he squared, I mean, borderline crossfire, couldn't have thrown no faster and just mucked it out of one at Mowbridge this year. And like I said, and it was terrible conditions over there to rope in. Right. Man, I I don't know. That team, they're fun to watch. They're, they they're like one of those guys that's coming on. They they both are real aggressive, you know. Yeah. And and I think that's probably when you like when you look at the lineup of guys, they're one of the very few teams that both of them are are attacking. Yeah. You know, they're they're I would say both of them two guys like to go like to they are they are aggressive. Yeah, and and one thing I think I don't know what their kind of their mindset is going into the finals, but one thing about them is there's no expectations on these guys. I mean, there's no pressure on them. There's no, hey, they've been there, done that. You know, they ought to be able to just let their hair down and go at it, have fun, and just – I think if they go about it that way and just don't put any expectations on the finals and just go try to win as much as they can yep. on every single steer, and I think they'll do great. I really do. I agree with you. What do you think about Levi and Shea? Man, that's an interesting team. Uh, Levi might be right behind T-Wade, maybe, in one of the greatest performances ever at the NFR. In 16, he's got a gold buckle that proves that he was the best that year. Yeah. Uh, won the average. This is his second trip back. Um, I wrote down maybe one of the best heading last time he made it. Well, I think what's what I like the most when I watch Levi head is I'm like you know you know we we talk about Nelson or someone like we, he throws fast and and then we were like look at Levi, Levi I'm like well he does it all yeah. you know I I remember uh, we watched their run from um, Belfouche yeah best maybe one of the best runs yeah. this year I mean in my opinion they set the barrier way too long and they only give teams a chance that cut steers left or drew a good steer unless you're Levi Simpson. Yeah, and he <laughs> they did not draw good steer. Yeah, I mean, and they won just, the rodeo. Yeah, they he threw all of his rope. Yeah, steers running terribly hard. Shea heals him, and it's okay. This might be the best run of the year. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know you when you go, think of there's it. there's three I yeah. think that really stand out, and that one was. Um, I've watched it so many times because I, I, every time I watch it, it like it still amazes me to this day that they were that fast that far down the arena and i mean just they have a really good run i think um levi's aggressive yeah like he can reach and get it on him and catch a lot you know um well and and i think him being in canada they they've got all them uh, so i think the biggest one of the biggest differences in like from the canadian rodeos to here is a lot of short scores hockey rings like small indoor arenas during the winter because i guess it gets cold up there yeah that's and what they so, say yeah they're not rodeo outside much <laughs> in the winter time and so this guy like he handles that left wall good and i think that like the thomas and mac fit his deal yeah like he was just comfortable with it like he's really experienced there so for a first time header he didn't obviously it was right up his alley yeah and that's why they won the world that year yeah. and uh he, he did a great job but like I, I look at look at him and i'm like well He's he jackpots really good, uh, 
he goes fast. He can be as aggressive as anyone. I love that sorrel horse. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that horse scores great. He leaves flat. And I, I think he's like one of those guys that just, he kind of reminds me of like Eric Rogers just a little bit. Like he's got a lot of plays, can go real, real fast if he needs to. There, but also, you know, he can. There's no holes in Levi's game. Yeah. I mean, you can't really point to one weakness that he has. I mean, he's very well-rounded, rides a, rides a really good horse. Um and can reach and get it on him fast or can jackpot just as good. I mean, he won the capitalist last year, one of the toughest open robins of the year, you know? Yep. And so, um, he can do it all. And then you talk about Shea, um, this is his third time to the NFR. And one, one of the note for one of the first notes I wrote down was he's a great horseman. I mean, and, yeah, and the like, second thing I wrote down was knowledge. That guy, you <laughs> ask that guy a question about team roping, and he will give you a five-page essay. Yeah, you better sit down. Yeah, because he knows <laughs> all about it, you know. And and he's a student. He's he, Shay's been great to me. He's helped me a lot, you know, in different things about horses and stuff that I thought I knew but I didn't know. And uh, he he's he's a he's a guy that catches a lot but he can throw fast too i mean and, and he's not scared to throw to win something so this is man I, i've been around shay quite a bit and i really look up to him because he's got a, a huge like his work ethic has been amazing like in college like yeah i was effing off a lot i didn't go to college i was just hanging out college. he's just he, college he, age yeah it was college age and uh, so was he and he was going to school and then he was how he worked at it and just um how he went about it was pretty amazing but when I when he first made the NFR, I kind of like he had one of the the best heel horses I'd watched go that Sports Center, mm-hmm. and and he's had a bunch of heel horses that were good, and he kind of he reminds me of that, like like kind of like that Paul Eves type. So he'll make a bunch of good horses, and I, I think that's the the cool thing about Shea is he's just he's just been one of those guys that has went about it the right way his whole career, and even. Even like you watch him rope from the beginning, like I thought when he healed for Charlie that year, that year Charlie and him got to the finals, man, that was maybe the best Charlie ever roped. Yeah. And they and they had a good year, but I thought Shea could have healed faster. And and obviously to make the finals is tough and that was his first time and he and he healed good, don't don't get me wrong, but like what I have seen the difference between that Shea and the one we're seeing now is the Shea now has both he has that catch yeah. shot that it looks pretty tons of loop down there heals him in great time great setups out of his horses and then he has that shot now where he can do it fast and right. i and i think that's been his biggest improvement over the last couple of years and and really that's that's why he's making the nfr again you know he's yeah. he's added that to his game and there's been those runs like that it have just been they'll blow you away and i think that's what's that's what's kind of been fun about that team i think they got some really good chemistry yeah those are those are two blue collar guys you know what i mean like they everything that they have they've worked for and i have a ton of respect for them and i'm i'm super happy to see levi back at the finals again this year um to see what what he can do see if he can do it again replicate what he did in 16 you know um and shay just obviously heals great and you know, like we touched on it, he's got some of the best horses and always rides a good horse. And, um, you know, he's got every element to his game now that he might not have had four or five years ago. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say with Shea is, it, is he's going to not give away any opportunities. Whatever Levi does yeah. for him, he's going to, he's like kind of got that, 
he's kind of got that Buddy Hawkins type to him, you know, Paul Eves type. Like yeah. them, one of them guys that he's got a good feel for the run. He's going to take the correct shot. Very rarely are you going to see him miss those steers. So, right. yeah, man, this this team, like, I'm really interested to see Jeff and Worley, uh, Tyler Worley over here because Jeff Jeff's heading skills are amazing. Yeah, he, he how he his head loops and what he can do and his range. He's kind of he's one of them guys that's just like he, we've been we thought he'd make the finals last year and this year I was really excited to see it. Um, obviously. I, I'm gonna cheer for the Idaho boy. But, yeah, the uh, home stater. <laughs> uh, but then Worley, man, this this Tyler Worley is no joke. I mean, back to back NFRs, uh, and, and you know he's just like there's one of these teams that I feel like they're under the radar a little bit. Like they don't they don't get maybe the coverage that they need, and and I just don't see a lot of holes in this team. Like they're like outside of experience right. and a bunch of NFR qualifications, they're just one of those teams that I, I kind of like everything about them. I, I feel like Worley's high IQ healer. I mean, he, he just, I like his horse. I like how he, what he does. Um, and then, and I thought, I thought like last year was kind of tough. Like for him, he, he got just, I didn't think he had enough horsepower at the Thomas and Mac. And, right. then, and then he got on Billy Jack's horse and, Right, and it was it was awesome, but um, and and I think that this is going to definitely fit his deal this year. I don't. Do you know what heel horse he's going to ride this year? I don't. I haven't really talked to Worley about it that much. Um, I would assume he's going to ride his sorrel, yep. but um, him and Billy Jack are really tight, so obviously, um, he's probably got access to just about anything Billy Jack's got, and he's got you know a handful that are always pretty good. So, um. I would assume he's going to ride the sorrel, but I don't know that for sure. I haven't really asked him, but anything Worley gets on, he can catch. Yeah, and and he can he can rope good on on anything. And uh, he he's a guy that I've known him forever. We college rodeo together, and he's roped good for a long time. And he's kind of a guy that's just always flown underneath the radar. He's kind of been a low key healer that I think uh, doesn't get quite the notoriety that he probably should because there's there's no holes in his game he can tee off and throw fast i mean i think what was it two or three years ago he roped a chat at pendleton they win pendleton in the short run he just annihilates one as fast as you can on the grass you know and comes from way down in the pack they win the short round win the rodeo and and then you know turn around and he can jackpot and catch i mean he very rarely makes a mistake and He's another he's another guy that I have a ton of respect for because he's worked for everything he's he's got. And I mean all these guys have. But um where did he come from Arkansas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think the last no, known team roper from Arkansas is his father in law, you know, Bobby Hurley. So um he's he's a guy that I, I look to have I think they'll have a good NFR. I mean, I don't know that much about Jeff. I mean he's he's from up there in Idaho. I'm sure you know a lot about him, but uh, he obviously ropes great. The one, the one thing that I thought really kind of got them over the hump this year and sealed the deal for him, and it didn't necessarily seal the deal at the time, but the week of Dodge City, they lit it up. I mean, they won Dodge. I think they split Dodge City with Sartain and Blaine Vick, and then they won Phillipsburg that week too, and then they placed it maybe a couple other ones. But I mean, they went from like maybe not making the finals this year, kind of going to be a 20 to 25 team as, as it ends. And then just 
come out of nowhere. And I mean, it was hard to have a really big week this year. And they had a huge week that week and kind of got them up in there inside the top 10. And then they, they sealed the deal and uh, got Jeff his first NFR. And I'm excited to see Worley back again. I agree. It was fun. I, I talked to Jeff that, that week. It was after uh, after Phillipsburg, that run. And he's like, man, I, I've been working on when I had the steers, pushing up and setting up my healer just a little bit. like, And, that, and that's really where... I thought that that was the difference, like in yeah. how they finished the year. Like he, obviously, he can go really fast. Got a lot of rope talent, but like Phillipsburg, fast rodeo, left walls tough. Right. Um, and, and they win that rodeo, and then you go to Dodge, and it's completely different. The yeah. like steers are little and fresh, and just yeah. and it's ran so hard this year in Dodge yeah. City. It's a it's just one of those tough rodeos to to do good at, and and for him, he's got every every plan in the book. Yep. And, and then I think those, those deals like that, he's just like, he's making adjustments cause he's, he's young man. He's just figuring it out. And I, and I think that he's just one of those guys that's got, he's got all the talent and now it's, it's refined and, and he's at a good, good spot. And I just, I, like, I don't know this, I think this year is going to be definitely a little more friendly for first, first yeah. time NFR guys. Like, I think they're yeah. going to be more competitive than what we typically see out of like your first NFR yeah, headers. I think they'll have a little better chance to succeed more more so in their first year than than normal in the thomas and mac but um jeff is a guy that like i think from you know you talk to people and they're like man once you make the nfr once then you know you can do it i think that's kind of going to be his deal is you know now that he's got that underneath his belt and he knows he can make it year in and year out i think he'll be a guy that makes it every year from here on out kind of like um, you know, I, I don't know if he'll be Cody Snow in, in three years, but he's got the chance to, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think Worley's kind of that way too. You know, once he finally made the NFR that first time, now I think he'll make – he'll be a guy that you see at the NFR year in and year out. Right. I could see this team being being one of those, like, uh, Bird, Paul Eves teams. You yeah. You know, like they're not yeah. really next to each other, and, and maybe that's why you don't hear about them a lot because Jeff's not here in Texas all the time, and so right. you don't hear their names at the jackpots and – and Worley's ropes with different guys at the pots, but but really, I think that that could be a that could be a big deal. And man, I, I think the other thing for Jeff, like the one thing that I noticed when I talked to healers about him, they all say he heads good. You yeah. know, they really yeah. like how he heads, and I yeah. think that's so. I think that's important to have is, you know, when you've got the healers that are making it to the finals and roping for a living, and they're like, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's no joke. I think that's what you're. You know, when we watch it, we're we're all gonna kind of figure out pretty fast. Right. So, and I, and this is what I, I I was I've been thinking about doing it. Uh, obviously, we're we're matching a few teams, and we're, we've got a few more on the dates and stuff like that. But I, I was thinking like that was kind of the worst part about the structure is I, I really wanted like the fan voting in on on the matches, mm-hmm. and and I think that the understanding of like hey, we want to put what you guys want to see in in front of you for for these deals. But Nelson Wyatt, Levi Lord. Jeff and Tyler Worley and then Britton Hall and Chase Tryon, they all deserve a spot. Right. I think. And and what I've I I've been thinking, man, we ought to get these guys together. We ought to let these three teams kinda of go at it and set right. a stage for them because when I when I look at Britton Hall and Chase Tryon, um, that guy was the best header at the NFR last year if he and if he doesn't hickey that horn. Minus and, one steer, yeah. And and really when you hickey a horn heading big <laughs> horn cattle yeah. that fast, 
I mean, how can you even say that was his fault? Like, I know that he probably would be like, oh, man, I could have done better. But I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think you could have headed better at the it's, NFR it's last not year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. And, and really, that's the difference between them being the world champs. Yeah. And, and it turned out the other way. Right. Because they would have won the average. They were lighting them up in the go-rounds. And, uh, and I know it was really close with Chase and Wesley anyways coming down to the last right, year. yeah. And so the this team, I know they're coming in 15th, but this has been the most awkward year for rodeo and ever. And they're one of those teams that, well, if you're picking fantasy rodeo teams. That's like, what I was about yeah. to say. This, this would be a team I would definitely highlight yeah, if you're picking your fantasy team because, uh, you know, coming in at the bottom. But, I mean, Brenton Hall, you can make man. the chase that you can make the case that they're a top seven team in the world year i mean the last two years i mean there's not many teams you can throw in front of them that's just won consistently more than they have and i mean i know that might not be the case because they did come in 15th this year but when you look at it on paper these guys got everything that you look for in a team that could be super successful yeah and i, and I think the like i said uh brenton hall might be he's that top tier ahead or and yeah like I, I don't know. I just look at him in that same. He's really similar to me, like like that Andrew Ward type. Like, yep. The only thing that's really missing, maybe, is that deep string of head horses and a few more years of like, okay, now we all know. Right. But if you're around him and you're kind of jackpotting, like, man, he's he's pretty dang. He's well rounded. He can go extremely fast, but he knows how to win. And lots of different setups. He's been a winner for a long time. You oh. know, like he's a guy that won two years back to back at the World Series, you know, before he even made the finals. Yep. And then, you know, goes in NFR last year. And I don't remember exactly how much they won. I can look right here, but I mean, just lit it up and won a ton last year. Won 148,000. Yeah. So, I mean, he's no stranger to winning big checks. And I think that goes a long ways whenever you get down to roping in high pressure situations like the NFR is for 10 rounds in a row, it's nothing out of the ordinary for him, you know? And you, you, then you look at chase, he's made the NFR four times. The, the one person that I compare him to is TG. And that, I think that's a very much so a compliment towards chase because I mean, TG's one of the best healers going year in and year out, no doubt. And he, you know, I, I, I put on here quietly heals great because yeah. i think that's what he does i mean he's he's not a guy that you know catches your eye that you know rides around the end of it like joseph or junior and just pulls off these amazing shots but he's a guy that like will just quietly creep up and just beat you consistently day in and day out man i, I think that's a, the perfect way to put it and and really like he's one of those guys as, as team roping and has changed a lot in the last five or six years like I think he could probably tell it to you better than anyone because he was making the finals what about eight nine years ago with with Kevin Daniel. Yeah, I think it was maybe like 2010. So I ten think. years ago. Yeah, I can. Uh, so yeah, he rode with Kevin Daniel, and Kevin Daniel had great horses, and their run was good, and they were they were winning. And it's like man, they they were one of the teams, and then it. At, like as roping got faster and faster, there was like, he's like one of those guys like oh, man what happened to him and then it was i think two three years ago four years ago i, I don't yeah. know at what point but I, I think he started hanging out with moats down there and hit like they works at it and yeah. he i mean he completely changed his healing like taking it to that 
the, making the adjustments like mm-hmm. everyone else was. And man, he he made it right, and then got himself in a situation where he got one of those headers that ducks him back, and he he does his job. And right. I think that's what that's what's been so cool to watch Chase. Is he's man, he's a quiet guy, but he's getting paid. Yeah, yeah. It was 2012. I was wrong when he wrote to Kevin Daniel at the at his first finals, but. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting about this team was when they first started up together, I mean, Chase Trine is a guy that's established. You know, he'd made the NFR, I think, a couple times. And when they started roping, Brenton was on his permit. Like, he took a chance on a guy that was on his permit. Right. You know, like, hoping this is going to work out, which we all knew Brenton back then was just super talented. And it was just a matter of time before he got there. But – at the end of the day, like an established healer took a chance on a guy on a permit and now look at him. They're going to their second NFR together. And I mean, he got Hawk to the finals. I think it's the first year when, and Hawk roped with uh, Bubba in 18. So, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting, but um, I think that's a team that, you know, they, they're going into the finals with nothing to lose, you know, they're coming in 15th, but, then you look at it and you look at the standings and they're not that far off at first. I mean, Joseph's got 70,000 one and they're coming in with 47. So you're looking at two go rounds. Yeah. Basically are they $10,000 go rounds this year. Have you heard the final number? I haven't heard the final number. Last I heard was 15, 15,000 go rounds, but the points count for 26 like they did in Vegas. So, uh, you know, if you win the round, you're going to get $26,000 towards world standings. Okay. But Didn't you're only going to pocket 15. Well, so here you Real get, dollars. Here, here's the, I think the true number you can see is if he doesn't hickey the horn, they won 150000 last year. Yeah. So with the hickeyed horn, the, the no time on that one steer, they get 150000 Well, if you add the average... 60k for the average right there they could win over 200,000 at the nfr yeah so as tight as things are for like the world title like that's that's just kind of going to be weird to me is they haven't really separated like a normal year has where like clay smith come in with a big big lead last year right and that was really the only reason cody didn't win the world right and uh, and so you like you look at it now well it's going to be really really tight in fact it's basically a 10 header for a world title you know right. who can either win the most in the day monies or the most in the average the average will probably be the the deciding factor right and i think these are just one of the these are just one of those teams like brenton hall how he heads he's extremely catchy loop but he's fast right. and so he he's just that i think he's got a nice balance between between both and in fact he's i think he's just one of those guys when he's rolling it's just yeah. It's just hard to beat, and and then I think they're, I don't know, they I think they're one of the teams that that can easily win the world, and I wouldn't even say they're much of an underdog at this point. No, you can't really say they're an underdog when they went one hundred fifty thousand last yeah. year, you know. But um, yeah, I think they're coming in a spot where, yeah, they're fifteenth, but <clears throat> there's no pressure on them. They just got to go do their job, and and uh, that's that's all they can do, and <clears throat> they. Uh, I think if they go rope how they know how to rope, they could easily, you know, do what they did last year and win 150000 out there because they're set up to do it. All right. Well, do you want to give your Screaming A. Smith hot take on this? Because I think we'll, we'll all agree, <laughs> you know, Clay Smith and, and Jade are right now the hottest team going and, and the best team going. Um, 
And I think if we were to be putting odds on it like Vegas would on any other sport, they would be the favorites going in. And, and then you would probably say that Luke and Joseph are right there with uh, with um, Cody Snow and Junior. Those are kind of the – I'd say those are probably the three favorites to win the world. Yeah. So out, outside of those teams, who who do you think who's, – who's your pick? Man, it's hard to say because you go down through here and you just – I mean, Every, everyone looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could just blind pick this and and have a good feeling about whoever you got. Um, man, to put me on the spot, I would say, uh, it's hard. I mean, I want to go with Andrew and Buddy because they aren't going to make mistakes. But then I want to go with Clay Trine and Jake Long because I know Clay Trine has got his freaking hair on fire trying to dominate again. You know what's funny? I I'm, I was kind of thinking that same thing. Um, you watch Jake Long heal too. When it's he's the only guy. Maybe Junior does it a little bit, but he's the only guy that reminds me. And and I haven't seen him do it a lot with Clay. I just hadn't been up the same as them as the rodeos. But when him and Luke wrote. Like Luke would turn him a steer and he'd be kind of like washed out in the turn and just about ready to like clean up and heal. And Jake would get rope down there and heal him. Like right. it was like they were not even ready to be healed and he would heal him. And yeah. and even like that year at the finals when him and Luke it looked like they were gonna win the world and Jake had healed everything for a few years coming up into that point. Yeah. And then that one and then he misses two in a row, which it, for the for the world, you know, for the world title, and you're like, it was it was a, probably a huge fluke that he missed those two in a row. Like Absolutely, how, yeah. I mean, I, at least how I saw it. But I, I think that's what's so interesting is when that team gets rolling, uh, man, that Jake Long, he's tough. But I, I, I'm i telling you right now, I, I have this I, – I, if you consider momentum, how they've been roping the, the, the whole overall team – Andrew and Buddy are my, are my pick to like yeah. that kind of that that dark horse team or you know the team that might not be the just the favorite going in. Obviously, we think fifteenth in the world couldn't win the world title, right? But they just seem like they have roped the best at the rodeos, the best at the ropeins. Like they outs, I mean, they have just roped outstanding everywhere. Yeah, the one team that I think gun to my head, I have to pick. I would probably go with, and I don't think we've talked about him yet, but Chad and Thorpe. Yeah. And if you talk about momentum, they probably carry the most momentum into the finals than anybody. Great finish. Um, yeah, I mean, to, it was really looking it was down sketchy down. towards the end. And they come in, you know, the last week of the season, and I don't remember how much they won, but they won a pile the last year. I mean, I mean, it jumped Chad all the way to ninth, and he was like 16th or 17th all that week. And he jumps all the way into ninth. So, um, yeah, they they have a ton of momentum. And the one thing that I think set it all up was Chad got that new horse. Yeah. And he was kind of going back and forth in between horses. And Clint was hurt most of the year. And he didn't really get to ride him very much. And um, he just didn't have that horse that he jumped on like he had in years, years past where – he got on and then he just started turning steers back for money all day, every day. And, you know, Thorpe, I thought 
probably healed maybe the best of anybody this year. I mean, I never seen him make a mistake all year long. Yeah, he was the best healer this year, I think. Yeah, I, I thought mean, so too. My opinion. And which I roped with Chad a little bit and man, he is so easy to rope behind and he really lets healers show off what they can do. But um Thorpe, I mean, reigning world champion and I think that was like blood in the water for him. I mean, once he got that first gold buckle, I think you're looking at a guy that's going to have multiple, multiple world championships. And their run fits. Chad is a guy that I think, you know, I wrote down, uh, new horse will turn a lot of steers and let Wesley show off. And I think the longer setup will probably let them maybe win a little bit more than some guys because that fits them a little bit better where, you know, Chad's going to use this horse, maybe use one extra swing, but set that steer up and let Wesley tee off. And I, I think those guys will win a lot. I mean, Chad was one steer away from maybe winning another gold buckle last year. Yep. And I thought, you know, headed probably the best he's headed at the NFR last year in, in a while since maybe his last gold buckle in, I think, 2012. So, um, and then you look at Thorpe, man, five times made the NFR, won the world last year, won the average. The horse he rides is great. I mean, and he's got multiple he's a guy that's really in the last couple of years has stepped up his horse string and has put a a pile of horses together that no matter the situation he can get on anything and just heal down every single time but the black horse um i bet he rides the black horse this year i mean it kind of seems like when the chips have been down that's a horse that he's been on i think he rode him all year yeah all summer and, yeah and uh or at least he, he told me the other day he rode him everywhere unless they had to fly right and, and so and that one that horse won third for healed horses this year so, yeah and and you really can make the argument that that horse could have won it yeah if, absolutely um, that horse is great i mean that horse really is and um i think thorpe is a guy that if you fast forward 10 years from now, you can make the case that he's going to be up there with Jade and those guys as one of the best healers of all time. Yeah, so I think that this is what's crazy about this team is they, they might be like the biggest sleeper team just because Chad struggled with his horses being sound this year. Yeah. And he knows how to put great horses together, and he's a top five header all time, no question about it. And the fact that he's roped great at the finals, he ropes great everywhere. I mean, he's got every there's nothing chad can't do right now he's looks like the horses are coming back together you know towards the end of, he got it got it put back together figured out how to make the finals even when everything was going against him yeah and and then wesley thorpe man this guy he is the most clutch healer i've ever seen i've said this for a while if you put a gun to my head and say this pick a guy that has to rope a steer or it's over for you I pick Wesley Thorpe every time. Yeah. I will not. I mean, he is the healer that it just does not matter the situation. It's never, never too big. He heals them. Like, I mean, the he's won every. He's won everything there has to be won in at, the sport at, team. Right? At this age, you know, he's really young. And yeah, he's, he's a young guy. Early 20s. Yeah. Won the BFI. Won the college finals the same week. Makes it to the finals on a heel horse like. Man, he had one heel horse that year, and his header had one head horse, and they lit him up. And yeah, and what's so funny about him is that was the only time I don't think I I thought he healed really great was was at his first NFR. Right. And what does he do? 
Hey, he come back. Did he ride your horse that year, or did he ride a different one that? Uh, his first two, I think he rode the roan. The roan, and then the third year is when he rode mine. Yep, and but. and I thought he healed better the second year and the run, and it just didn't kind of come together. And then all of a sudden he rode your horse, and it looked lights out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden just better and better horses, and it now it's like he went from the guy that was winning a lot, but it wasn't like I mean Snow was kind of the same way. He kind of they both kind of went up the ranks together, but. Right. Their second partners were not when they first started out, like Jade Corkill and Junior and Caleb and those guys. And right. now they are. Yeah. You know, they get yeah, exactly. their their second runs are the the other guys that we think are the at the very, very top of this. Right. And and I think that's just what's so special about Thorpe, man, is he's well, I asked him about it the other day. I was like he won the rail Porsche charity and he had never shown a horse. Right. Like I don't he he hadn't been to a show ever. Yeah. And this is his first time. He took two horses. <laughs> Baby Jesus. Yeah. I asked him, I said, Thorpe, does the name Baby Jesus offend you? Because I sure felt like that's that's what it it was Baby Jesus was out there at the Rope Horse Church the other yeah. day. Because dude, what he did was I mean, what, he went like first and fifth or like he two hold them on his yeah. horses there. And they had one steer that just kind of was just a little bit awkward on that for his yellow horse. Are you? He might have won first and second at the rope horse maturity on that. Yeah, I mean he he had a great chance all up until that one steer that just kind of. And like I don't know, like you see a lot of guys that rope great that are PRCA healers. Yeah. Show horses and they they show them good and right. and then you see a guy like Joseph who's. That's what he's grown up doing. Yeah, and yeah. he is. That's his bread and butter. Yeah, he's amazing at it. And then, like, to beat that dual badger cat horse of Katie Rice's that yeah. day, which I, man, that horse is all time to me. That's become one of my favorite heel horses going. And for Wesley to do that at his first show, <laughs> you're like, if you look up the definition of winner in the dictionary, I think it should just have Wesley Thorpe beside it because, I mean, you go through his resume and you look at it on paper. Uh, we were headed to a jackpot one time and we rode, we rode together and I said, uh, I said, how, how much did you win the, the year that you won two shootouts at the finals? And you notice he, he, Thorpe is humble. So obviously yeah, he's extremely humble. Yeah. And he kind of like quietly was like, which year are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I forgot that a long time ago we won two shootouts at the U.S. Finals, you know, and this is back in the in the U.S. Finals heyday when it used to pay 50,000, 60,000 man. Yeah, it, it had been them. comparable to winning two ropes at the World Series. Finale. Yeah, you yeah. And, go against and, 500 and teams. his question back to me was, which year which are you year? talking about? Because I've won it. I've won two twice. Yeah. And, you know, you just go through what he's won throughout his life, and it's like, I mean – He's just—he's been a winner from an early age all the way until now, and I mean, there's no telling what his resume might look like in ten years. I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, we can say he's probably the best winner I have ever seen. Yeah, and I didn't get to watch Champ, but I also there wasn't competition like that back in the day, and so to go through this much competition and then compete. But like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, what makes him even more special is he's liable to be heading at a slide tomorrow or at a jackpot, <laughs> yeah. and he's gonna have a four healer and the number and, eleven roping, yep. and he's gonna win something. Like this is like we've been watching this for about ten years now, and it's yeah. just like, 
uh, you know, the fact that he can do what he's doing, it's just, I, I don't even know. I we've never seen it before. No, I mean, we've like never this. seen anything like it. And, and, uh, it's a lot of fun to watch because it just, every time he does something else that just amazes you. And I mean, I remember last year when he won the world title and won the average, I remember telling somebody, I was like, well, that's it. Thorpe's won literally everything there is to win in the sport of team roping now. Yeah. And that he's crossed everything off the list, you know. And and then you're like, well, I forgot about the uh, the rope horse maturity. Never done it before. Might as well try that. Yeah, that's and a big just, deal now. So yeah, let's yeah, do like that. Yeah, it's one of the most premier events throughout the year now. And literally has won everything there is to win at roping. Yes. Well, I guess he could do it heading now. That's probably all that's missing. And a guy that sneaky could, heads really good. I mean, if Thorpe wanted to head, he could head. So the year, he the last year that, the year before he made the NFR, he was in Stephenville. And I'm like, I was trying to get him to heal for me. I was like, hey man, like that spring, I was like, why don't you come up to Idaho? There's a bunch of good rodeos. It's like, I, I knew he was just going to be here in Texas. He didn't have much for heel horses. He's like, well, man, I'm just really thinking about heading. Like, I don't got a heel horse. I'm, and he had a couple head horses. He's like, I'm yeah. thinking about heading. And and then that I see him that that fall, and he's like, yeah, I got a heel horse that I like. And he was repping with Zach, and it was yeah. it, and that was the rest of his history. But right. like at, at that point, before he made the NFR, he was thinking about heading. Yeah, that, and that's crazy because, I mean – now if you look at it you're like man why would you ever why would hadn't even ever cross your mind yeah uh it's just it's amazing what he's been able to do and you know then you look at his partner chad i mean chad's made the nfr 14 times now and i think we overlook that you go through other people's events i mean i know know we can team rope at a lot you know older age and the guy can ride bronx or tie down or, or or uh steer wrestle but if you do any, I mean, we all know how hard it is to make the NFR. And to do it 14 times, I mean, Clay Tryon's done it 18 times, I think. Yep. That is just, it's unbelievable. Well, I think at this point, um, after talking about it, maybe they're the favorites. Because I'm, maybe that's got to be my pick. Because I'm tired of, like, I feel like Wesley Thorpe, until last, like, once he got the world title, he had never been the favorite to win anything. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, one of those guys that, like, I don't know why, but you're like, he doesn't have that, like, he doesn't get the attention, like, oh, yeah, I think they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And then he's always, always winning, like, yep. real good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and at this point, maybe that's, I'm changing. That's my that's my pick. <laughs> Just because I'm not betting against Wesley Thorpe ever again. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I think another thing is Chad buys that horse that he has now in January they might be a top two, top yeah. three team in the world. I mean, and so you look at it like that, it's like, man, it looks like on paper, like they had just an average year for those two guys. For most people, you come in the world ninth and 10th, you're ecstatic, you know what I mean? And for them, that's just an average year. And I think if you gave Chad that horse or give him the same goes with that new horse he has now, I think it's a totally different story because – um, you know, I, I watched them last night and I think they, they place, I think they won second last night at Charlie's Roping. Right. And Thorpe just, I mean, healed outstanding. And it just looked like they were tapped off and just made their run and just, like we talked about, just quietly kind of climbed the ladder. And then all of a sudden right there in the short round, they, one guy messes up and they move up a spot in one second, you know? And so... Um, I think it, for me, that's my pick uh, outside of those, those three teams. I think you got to go with Chad and Thorpe. 
yeah, I think he's got that bullet, bullet gun to the head mentality. Like he just never. I I don't think I've ever seen him miss a big steer. I don't. I, I don't think I've seen him miss I, a short round steer. Yeah, like I, not not for big money ever. No, I can't remember any time that he has. So, well, so I think for everyone to listen, like this is we're just trying to do do something completely new, like. Dustin and I, we've we've roped together for for a while, and we've had a lot of talks about it in the truck. And it seems like a lot of this is always going on. I was like, man, I get tired of like roping, not not getting the coverage or the breakdowns. And so I just, man, I was like, well, at least we could do is give you our opinion, and uh, for and whatever start, that's worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it, it might not be worth a whole lot, but yeah. at, at the same time, man, we we like talking about roping all the time. So I was like, well let's just let's just podcast it and I, and I think that was pretty fun I, I thought you did a great job man thank you yeah thanks for having me i will uh, look forward to doing it again maybe yeah and uh like i said uh for the match and things like that moving forward we're we're just wanting to to showcase the best guys in the world and and what what great moments like we really get to see and like what gets missed and that's what bothers me about everything that we do so i that was with these matches look look for that I, obviously we're going to be letting fans vote teams and and i think there was guys in there that that didn't that didn't get in that deserved a spot and we we're going to try to make that happen for them for the next ones and and how we're going to continue to move forward with it all so i just appreciate everyone giving their feedback and listening and watching and you know we got stuff going on everywhere so it's kind of fun to see it happen